you can put my dick in your mouth and play with my nuts. But before I bust, babe, I think I'll come in your butt. I got my gun on the floor and I'm ready to fuck. Like, it's nothing. It's nothing. So you would rather hear Ghostface <laughs> rapping about sex versus whatever Cardi B or man, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's all like that's nasty. Old uh, crossplay. So like no, you're crossplay with the um, Xbox. No, but it's serious for uh, it, it, it's cool when. Let it boil it down, it be joyous when we die They don't even look at nice, they don't see the other side They only kill the blacks and then they say it's justified They race to kill the homie, then they say they color blind A lot of patches, things like that There's like, I'll have to, I'll see you in the video I know, I know that I know that I don't think they don't give a reason why I'm dead, it's not death if a rich man do it It ain't death if a white man shoot it but that, but that can happen on Halo too. Though. If you if they enable crossplay, like because if if you turn off crossplay, then it's like you, you try to play a game and it will say like, okay, we're searching for a game, but we can find the game faster if you enable crossplay. So it's like it's almost forcing you to play with PC players. Uh, I feel like the Halo breed is a more dedicated game. Like I said, there's still people playing actively Halo Two maps. In what is that? Halo, Halo isn't. You can't even play it on PC, though, can you? Yes, you can. What? That's what I was just saying. There's cross. There's people I was playing today that are on computers. I don't like that. I don't like this crossplay thing. Because computer players are they're a different breed, and things are they have a. They, I think they have a more competitive advantage with the whole uh, aiming thing because they can just point and point and click on you as opposed to like having to navigate a joystick, and it's a lot harder. So. PC players are a lot tougher to deal with as opposed to just console players. And I, I'd rather just play against them, but they don't always give you that option. Or if they do, it just takes forever. Yeah, so that's it's not the, worth it. Pre-gaming, pre-pod gaming talk. Uh, welcome to K2. Oh, shit, was this recording? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Still waiting for one of our other hosts. So what's up, Chan? Nah, I mean, but... I, I don't know. I, I I feel more accomplished in Halo when I get a kill versus Call of Duty. So I don't know. But I mean, Halo is definitely one of the better first-person shooter games out there. It's a little bit uh, I I can see why someone would prefer that over Call of Duty. But I'm just I'm just I'm too deep in Call of Duty right now to to go back. I'm I mean, I would, but I just I. I just picked it back up. I'm like, all right, I'm playing Halo. Like it's what I really want to play anyway. Yeah, so. but you wasn't playing that before that. I, I, Madden. <laughs> I, I didn't play Madden. I had, I don't think I played Madden at all last year. I stopped playing Fortnite. Um, but anywho, Chan, what are you getting into? Oh, it's my phone. Yikes. Yeah, so if you do have Xbox Series X and you want to join my quest in Halo, definitely hit me up because. This is hella boring playing. I don't have a mic yet. I need to get one, but I'm gonna get one eventually. So you're playing you're playing online online without a mic? Yeah. That's a dangerous game. That's a dangerous game. I mean well, I, don't, I don't know if it matters on Halo Halo though. It matters on Call of Duty. Like you cannot play that game without a mic. It is impossible. Yeah. To play Call of Duty? 
If you're playing solo, yeah, it shouldn't matter. If oh, you're playing like just multiplayer, you just gotta I'm go talking about like get your own buckets. <laughs> I'm talking about like Warzone, not multiplayer. That shit makes a huge difference if you're playing without a mic. Yeah. Getting your footsteps, gunfires coming from it's it's a lot tougher. I'll say that. I'm not I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a lot tougher to play, and I would not recommend it. Zero stars. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm holding out. Hopefully, Halo Five should be lit on the uh, campaign. I was Chan in the bed already. That's crazy. Watch stuff, I guess. I see that. Um, let's see. Good. So we're waiting for our other hosts. Let's talk about some COVID. Oh, apparently, the COVID is. <laughs> We said it on the podcast. You may be done with COVID, but COVID is not done with you. So I know I think two episodes ago we talked about a guy in Georgia who uh, caught the Rona, the old Delta variant. And at the age of 24, there's only precondition preconditions being that he vaped. Uh, he needs a double lung transplant. So Yikes. God bless him. Um, I think it takes about on average six months to get along. So he needs two of them. So eh, that's probably right for him. So we have another gentleman with this. This case is more egregious per the New York Post. The headline is California man who mocked vaccines on social media dies mm. of COVID-19. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not that's not how you want to go out. You never you never talk negative about COVID in public. Never, especially on Twitter, because I'm screenshots are forever. Like he was I mean, getting flamed in his mentions. <laughs> I mean, in this, then you know what I'm saying you don't want to be ill on the, the dead, but it's kind of like if you made it a joke and then the joke becomes on you, I feel like it's fair game. Like if you get packed up after joking about a virus that's killed probably a million people, like his uh, famous tweet on here says, I got 99 problems, but a vaccine one. First and foremost, Jay-Z sued him and put out a cease and desist for using his bars and such foolishness. Uh, And then he put out another tweet about uh, Biden's door-to-door vaccine surveyors really should be called Jacobid's witnesses. That's kind of funny. (laughs) That's kind of funny. But fried his ass up. Yeah. It was was talking about in the comments here, just like, uh, what did they say? They were talking about like, you know, like he should have taken the virus or taken the uh, vaccine or something. And someone was like, kindness is free. And then someone else responded, so was the vaccine. I was like, oh my God. That's just, that's just, that's how you get dunked on and you're dead. Like that's, I don't even know what you even do. Like you can't, you can't delete your account because you're gone, you know? And Twitter's just going to let it rock. It says three days before his death, Harmon shared that he was being placed on a ventilator and asked the followers to pray for him. So, uh statistically once you get put on a ventilator it's a wrap like you're it's, it's, big <laughs> it's a wrap stuff like big rap. yeah i was uh i was watching the one of the episodes of the good doctor definitely should watch it shout out to freddie highmore um that they did their whole little covid ar- mini covid story arc and like one of the characters on there was a nurse and she had caught the the covid and like they're like oh your oxygen levels are dropping you gotta go on the ventilator suit. Is she already knew what it was? She's like, "Yep, let me go yep. and call my son." Jeez. Once they put this shit in my throat, I'm not coming back. So, uh-uh. but he it's said, yeah. "He said if you don't have, yeah, man." He's like, "Yo, pray for me, whatever." And he died three days later. So, um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, man. Like, yeah, you know, there's there's third world countries or just other countries where they would literally die to have access to this vaccine, and we Americans have so much freedom where we can turn down free medicine. Like, really, really think think about that. Like, again, sometimes you could argue that Americans have too much freedom when it comes to some of this stuff. It's funny because there's like a through line drawn back like 40 years to a similar debate to switch out some of the variables regarding seatbelt laws. Like there were people back in the what eh, I can't count. But anyways, 40 years ago that had issues with being forced to wear seatbelts, even though statistically it was proven to save lives. It was the same arguments like, oh, you can't infringe on my freedom. If I don't want to wear a seatbelt, I'm not going to because the government wants me to wear a seatbelt. Yada, yada. It's the same song and dance. And magically, once people started wearing seatbelts, what do you know? Plus, people stopped dying in cars. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing with the vaccine. It's like, yo, there's there's so much data out here that is telling you, like, hey, the opportunity cost of getting the virus is definitely worth it because there's not too much. There's literally no cost to it. Again, a lot of people, a lot of loud, the vocal minority is the loudest and they're the ones spreading a lot of the disinformation about the vaccine. And for whatever reason, we like to give these small minorities, loud, crazy people, a lot of uh, a lot of platform. Shout out to social media. Yeah, I think that's probably, that's probably the, the worst part. Like, it's cool if you don't want to take the take the vaccine. If you don't want to do that, cool. Is it though? I mean, but based, not, on, based on what I need, I need answers. Yeah, not not anymore. It's not like cool to be like, well, I'm not taking it or whatever. But like. It's your choice if you don't want to take it. The, I think where it becomes dangerous is when you use your platform, whether it be large or small, to spread information that's not true about the vaccine or about COVID, saying that it isn't real and that it's a hoax and it's something that the liberal media created or it's a, they're putting the vaccine in you to put a magnet in, in there or put like a tracking device or put COVID inside you. Like they're not doing all these things like to say that stuff is it, it is dangerous to say that stuff and it does cause a lot of confusion because nowadays there's just a lot more voices out there as opposed to like when we were coming up in the 90s it was just like all right the only people whose opinions matter are like diane sawyer and peter jennings like that was it and now it's like everybody has a podcast everybody has a twitter everybody has facebook everybody has a youtube channel there's millions of uh, channels on TV, broadcast networks, um, whatever. There's so many voices out there that some people will do tend to get confused and get lost in the in everything that's going around. So they don't really know what to believe. And it's just too much for them to, uh, to take in, especially if you're older or maybe even younger. I feel like younger people are pretty good about being discerning about what's going on the Internet. I feel like older people are just kind of like, Oh well, I heard that if, they, if you get the vaccine, they'll they're gonna put a magnet in you, and you you put your phone on there, and it'll stick to you. Like, oh, it's not happening. Well, the the worst part about it is, is that they've traced it to like uh, less than like I think about twelve accounts spreading the most misinformation on the internet. Like, just literally twelve accounts are spreading all of this nonsense. Vocal vocal minority. Yeah, but again, social media gives you that. Uh, that megaphone and, and it's kind of bleeded over into uh kind of sports uh, there's been a lot of deleted tweets i know cole beasley's been a, a, a staunch uh, 
he is staunchly against the vaccine, and now other players are kind of kind of leaning that direction. I know DeAndre Hopkins got packed up quickly. For, yeah, for deleting a tweet. And then they started roasting him and posting pictures of his alleged girlfriend who looks like she needs a couple of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was pretty bad, and I get it, but it's kind of one of those things. Like a lot of these players or people in general, just don't want to do it because somebody's telling you to. But the thing is, is like the government tells you to do a lot of things, and you do it without any question. Paying taxes, wearing your seatbelt, driving the speed limit for the most part. You know, what I'm saying wearing proper clothes in restaurants and buildings. Like, I don't, I don't understand where this is just like the last stand that you just like refuse to do this. And mind you, I've seen tweets to make good arguments that in the NFL, taking the vaccine is the least dangerous thing you're going to do in your entire career. Easily. Easily. Like a concussion is way worse than whatever you think the vaccine is going to do to you. Like uh, tortle shots, like I'm sure there's some pretty heavy implications with those in long term, especially how often people take those. There's another shot that they they take. I can't remember what it was. I looked it up, I can't remember what it was, but there's a lot of things that are pretty dangerous about the NFL. And I don't think taking a vaccine is is high on that list. You know, like you're literally in 50 car accidents playing in an NFL game. Like that's not good for your brain. It's not good for your back. It's not good for your joints. It's not good for your knees. It's not good for your fingers or your hands or your neck. Like you're going to play a game and you are going to have a hard time getting out of the bed on Monday. Like not just I'm sore. It's like I cannot move because my body hurts. Like you, we know Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is a big guy and he's a tough guy, but he does take a lot of punishment and it's going to be hard for him to function in his forties. Now I'm not wishing that on him, but that's just, the what yeah, comes with playing, playing that just that's the, that's what you signed up for. He gets paid, he gets paid a lot, so hopefully he he takes care of his body and he's not like one of those guys who just stays in way too long. But it, it is what it is. Like, yeah. So the NFL now has released their 2021 code protocols, and they they're they're about that action right now with these mm-hmm. so. Yo. Um, what what were they saying? Okay, what well, we got? Damn, it's a lot to read. Uh, let's see what Twitter's got. Don't care. They're, they're really pulling the whole like you know, be a team first guy type deal. Like, do you care about the team? Are you going to do whatever it takes to win? Things like that. They're putting a lot of pressure on these players to uh, be vaccinated. They're not telling. They're not telling them that they have to be, but they're making it to where if you aren't vaccinated, it's going to be tougher on your team. So like, say if you are a vaccinated player and you do uh, test positive for COVID, you only need uh, two negative tests in 24, 24 hours. So if you get, so if you get COVID on Friday, you're still good for to play Sunday. If you're unvaccinated, you have a 10 day isolation period. So you're probably going to miss that game and the next game. So imagine if you're one of these unvaccinated quarterbacks. Now you're taking your team out of, you know, these game. all these games matter. So you can't afford to have your starting quarterback. Like think of think of your favorite team, whoever you root for, even if your team sucks, even if you're the Jaguars, you were the worst team last year. You do not want to play two games without Trevor Lawrence. 
no matter what. You don't no, want the Gardner Minshew. People. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about him. I but, guess he's still on the team, but yeah, continue. Yeah, but that's the thing that you don't want to have to deal with. Like, it's one thing to have a guy miss a game, but for your for a main guy to miss two games, it's a big deal for an NFL team, especially a starter. So I and I I floated this last year. I think they were lying with their numbers last year just because they can't afford to have things like that happen. But I feel like this year a lot more accurate numbers will come out because they want to encourage people to get tested. So the biggest talking points that came from NBC Sports is that if the game is canceled and cannot be rescheduled within the current 18-week schedule due to COVID outbreak, neither team's players will receive their weekly paragraph five salary. Pretty much they're saying no, both teams will not get paid <laughs> if the game gets canceled, right? That's a big deal. That's uh, a lot of pressure. The NFL says nearly all 32 teams have vaccination rates nearly 100. I know the Falcons are like 85. I think the Colts uh, are under 50%, I think. Uh, there's a significant difference in process. The vaccinated person tests positive versus the unvaccinated player tests positive. That's the one where you have to take less tests. Um, meanwhile, unvaccinated player that tests positive will be isolated for 10 days, like Marcus said. Pretty much, yeah, you're, you're – you're rolling the dice and you're rolling the dice of your team by, you know, kind of being stupid at this point. Cause it's, it's not just you like, okay, you may, you might say like, Hey, I don't want to get vaccinated or whatever, but you have no control of everything around you. Like you might do everything you're supposed to do, but like, what if you make that quick stop at the, the donut shop or the gas station or, you know what I'm saying? This they're saying that the Delta variant is a thousand times more transmittable. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, yeah, something minor that you were doing prior to can now be a thing that puts you over the edge, like where you thought you were good to go before. Now you've got infected, or what if your kids infect you, your wife infects you, your family members? Like you're you're playing a very dangerous game, and the NFL is not playing with you. They're trying to get this money. <laughs> they don't have time for your shenanigans. Dog. Yeah, and I was I was talking with one of my homeboys about this, and I was just saying he he was showing me this information as far as like. uh you know, unvaccinated players will get fined like fourteen thousand six hundred fifty dollars for violating uh, COVID protocols. Um, there was something else that he sent me. Um, like, uh, there's a there's a couple of coaches who are who have been uh, dismissed because they said they are not going to get the vaccine regardless. So the team is just like, you know what, you're not that important to us, so we're just going to let you go. And I was saying, like, good, like the if you, I, I'm I'm going. Full board on this. If you're in the NFL, you're an NFL coach or GM or whatever. If you decide to not get the vaccine, you're a selfish player. You don't care about the team. You're a me first guy and you don't deserve to be on the team. Like, I don't want you on my team if you can't do this. You're willing to go risk concussion, risk paralysis, risk knee damage, like uh, broken backs, like all this stuff. You need to take this vaccine and be a team guy. It's all about putting the team first. You've been spread, you've been training your whole life to get to this moment. And this is just one more thing you have to do. And if you don't want to do it, then retire. Do now I DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to retire, but he was questioning, like, well, okay, maybe I am. But like, let's not act like Ronnie Lott didn't cut his finger off to play a game. It's just a vaccine, guys. Like, do you want to play? Do you want to be here or not? And it's it, it's wild that. There was an option, not this last season, but the season before, where they gave players the option like, hey, you can opt out of this season if you want to because of COVID, this COVID outbreak. Like, you don't have to play. And there wasn't 
like outside of the Patriots and a handful of other players, for the most part, everybody played last season. No one opted out because of a global pandemic. But now that we have a vaccine, now people are talking about, well, I don't want to do that. Maybe I don't want to play anymore. Like, get over yourselves. You guys are, no. Take the vaccine. Like, where's all the, all this unity is coming out of nowhere? Like, where was this, you know, six years ago? Where was all this unity then? Yeah. <laughs> where's, all, where's all this unity when, like, black coaches get fired after one season and white coaches get hired out of college after having a losing record? Where's the unity there? So, like, this is just dumb. Yeah, it's, it's really exposing a, a lot of ignorance of a lot of players, but – yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. Somebody somebody tweeted out a really good video explaining like pretty much kind of killing all the false narratives regarding the vaccine. I guess the biggest one and is they're like, oh, you know, this vaccine was made so quickly, and it usually takes years for vaccines to be made. And the long and the short of the video was is like, hey, part of the reasons it takes vaccines a while to get created is because of lack of resources. Literally, with COVID nineteen. They had all of the world's top virologists, virologists, scientists, doctors, or whatever, all the medical professors come together like the Avengers with essentially unlimited resources to make this vaccine from a process that had already been in the works. They also had 100,000 people immediately sign up for testing. So there was at least 100,000 people they tested this on, and the results came out that, hey, this is effective enough and all these people aren't dying where it we feel like it's safe enough for emergency, emergency use because, again, this virus is running wild. So you have to do something. So the narrative that like, oh, they made it so quick. And was like, first of all, I, I love that everybody turned into scientists and doctors when COVID came out. Yeah. Like everybody knows even, how long it takes to make a, a create a vaccine. Cats barely passed algebra in high school and now are talking about vaccines and how they're created in the length. Like, it, it doesn't... Ah, man. Yeah. Shout, shout to America. Well, there was a couple people saying, like, you know, well, when I went to school, I didn't have to take a vaccine. I just took a shot. And it's like... No, no, no. It's that immunization. Immunization. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing, man? Like, why, why do... I don't want to say it like that, but it's like, why do we have freedom sometimes? Because, <laughs> like... We're using this freedom for nothing. We're like wasting it. We could be fine. We could be like completely fine, but we have people that just, just not smart about this. It just, it seems so easy. Like it seemed this, it shouldn't have been this hard in this country. It feels like it really shouldn't have been, but for some reason, we're still divided on how facts works, works and what science, like we're questioning scientists and doctors and, neurologists and people that went to school for nine years like we're all of a sudden we have all these questions for them and it's like all right man all right. yeah it, it's uh it's uh it's interesting but it, it's gonna be funny though like i wonder when it gets approved by the fda if people still have these same doubts like i wonder if that's gonna be a thing like now okay so now they're saying it's approved because that was a lot of the hold up a lot of people like oh the fda hasn't approved it Mind you, these same people take all kinds of supplements at the gym that have God knows what in them, and it's not if they approved. Yeah, I, was about to, I went to a I went to a birthday party this weekend and ate three hot dogs. Do you know what's in a hot dog? Because I don't, <laughs> and I know it's not healthy for me. Like I saw all the I saw all you I saw all you I saw all you niggas online eating them Popeyes chicken nuggets. What do you think is in those things? You think that's like actual chicken, like just whole hundred percent 
healthy for you, like get out of here. FDA approved. You don't care about yeah, that the shit. The main ingredient in hot dogs is mechanically separated chicken parts. Oh, that's the main ingredients. Unless you're getting the uh, the beef ones, but yeah, I had three of them things. So yeah, I, I I'm not one to be on here talking about like, oh, it's not FDA approved. I had hot dogs. I ate hot. Do- I ate McDonald's the other day. <laughs> Uh, that's that's going to be too far. I, if I do eat McDonald's, no. Ew, what did you eat? Uh, do we have to talk about this? double quarter pounder? You know what? That's fucking. <laughs> like I, I, don't, I, McDonald's hamburgers probably had the nastiest hamburgers on the face of the earth. Like it's it's gross. Let me eat a ham. If I'm gonna degrade myself, eat a fast food hamburger, and I'm not near an in and out. I'm probably gonna go. Shit. Damn, I don't even know. Bur- Burger King, their hamburgers are decent. Maybe in and I'm not in and out. Uh, Five Guys. Five Guys, yeah. I mean, I really, I really don't like restaurant or fast food hamburgers. I prefer a restaurant's hamburger, but you know, but yeah, I'm. No. There's nothing in McDonald's I'm eating outside of like a sausage biscuit. That's about it. That's true. So, and, and I mean, at this point, how long has the vaccine been available for? Like at least almost like half a year, I think. It's been a while. So all the people who were just like, when it first came out, uh, I need to do my research. It's been about five months. Uh, how's that research going? Have you looked up anything? Have you watched any YouTube videos? Have you talked to anybody? Talked to your doctor? Um, anything? Anybody with any credentials or anything credible or are you just like listening to niggas on Twitter (laughs) which one are you going with I mean Twitter doctors are obviously you know better than real doctors so that's that's kind of how this how this thing works uh did did did, uh old girl get the link or what I sent it like she says she's having a problem with her laptop pulling up so I just told her to try it on her phone but oh that's uh, not good We'll see. <laughs> Moving on, the what you can grab from that is if you have the means and you're not immunocompromised, get get the vaccine. Like it's not, we're 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 past this this nonsense. Um, let's see, COVID rules. I guess tying in with the NFL, uh, we we had plans for an episode once more information came out, but just real quick, it seems like this Deshaun Watson thing kind of. Kind of came and went, and now he's going to allegedly report to camp, even though he still wants to be traded, to avoid being fined, I believe, $50,000 per day. And he still wants to be traded. This seems like it's going in the direction of what happened with Kobe Bryant, except he's not getting charged, like he or he hasn't been charged. Um, it seems like this is just going to uh, get settled out in court and I, a lot of people are going to see that, and they're going to, you know, say that these uh, these women and these victims or survivors are just out here looking for a cash grab. But if you actually go out there and read some information, read some, do some reporting on this, uh, one of the main massage therapists was like, the, I guess the massage therapy circle is not that big, especially for like high end professional ones. And there was one of them who had worked with Deshaun Watson before and was just like, 
Deshaun allegedly made a couple of uh, requests, and she was like, "Okay, this is out of the ordinary. I don't, I don't do stuff like that, so I'm not going to do this." Um, and she actually sent out messages to other massage therapists to let them know, like, "Hey, this is what he." Just a heads up, if you happen to work with him, this is some of the things that he likes to do or that he he might try with you. So just be aware of that. Now, some women um, were fine with it and kind of went with it. And there's others who felt like they were coerced and all these other things. But I think it's just going to be a thing where this is going to get uh, settled out in court and he's just going to have to pay, pay someone. It's going to be like a... Uh, Maybe not like a Kobe Bryant thing, but like a Ben Roethlisberger thing, where it's just like, this is just a thing where people, like, they just don't talk about. It's just something that happened and is whispered about in dark circles, you know, on the internet. So the article from one of the massage say, just to bring this back, because I think he kind of, this kind of got tweeted through, but from Bleacher Report via Sports Illustrated from an unnamed massage therapist. She said in a lawsuit she filed in the fall in 2019 after Watson was referred to her by Susan, the woman referred to as Mary said during the session, he, quote, purposely removed the towel covering him, she told, could touch and move his exposed penis and began thrusting his pelvis into the air, developing an erection. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, just that 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 visual of if you a person like lay on your bed and just begin thrusting your pelvis in the air like that that takes a lot of deliberate thought <laughs> just to be like yeah, oh my hips in the air remove my towel and just thrust in the air with another human being that's not your intimate partners right there like how are you allegedly comfortable with doing this <laughs> like what is wrong with this dude allegedly and even the uh, the team was a little bit uh caught off guard with this because like most teams have um, massage therapists and physical therapists that players can use and even if you're if you have your own private um massage therapist or anything like that you most most of the time you keep the same person like you don't you're not on instagram searching for multiple ones throughout the season like Throughout the season, throughout your career, even most people had the same massage therapist. Like I, I, I was watching the uh, Naomi Osaka uh, documentary, and she had the same massage therapist after every match. It was the same woman that did the same thing. So, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my doctor every three weeks. I would change my dentist every other week. Like, so what the what, what the Sean Watson was doing was out of the ordinary, and. Uh, I think we, I mean, we already kind of hashed all that stuff out, but the idea of him just being like, hey, I'm just going to show up to camp anyway, and I still don't want to be here. So get me out of Texas. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about and this later. But, <laughs> we'll talk about this later, but I mean, there might be a spot open in Green Bay, you know? That, that, that could work out. That could work out. But <laughs> anywho, <laughs> that's, that's a terrible. Anywho, uh, we, we we finally have our steam returned uh, guest uh, at uh, I keep my underscore socks on. What's good? Hello, hello, good evening, gentlemen. What is happening? Oh, nothing much. Just got up from a nap. That's all. I hear. I respect that. I hear hoeing it out in these streets. Oh my god, <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> but is it is it a lie though? <laughs> It is a lie. 
Hey, yeah, the devil is alive. <laughs> we don't we don't do those things here, man. We keep Good it wholesome vibes. over here. Keep it wholesome. Drinking water, you know what I'm saying? Mind our business. I respect that. I respect the holiest that. of water. Absolutely. The holiest of water. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess one of the things that you, we want to talk about with you is one of the questions that I've had as far as with a lot of other people have had is that, you know, the, the pandemic is quote unquote over and outside is quote unquote open. So what is stopping these big artists from dropping music, right? I saw the Rolling Loud was happening. There's a lot of people out here performing, dropping albums, putting out music, getting this tour money. Like, what what is stopping the the bigger artists? Like, what I don't understand what's going on. I I was told that you're out here checking out concerts and festivals and whatnot, and we just want to try to get your vantage point on that and kind of what are your thoughts on what's stopping people like Drake, who said he's supposed to drop in a while ago, like a month ago. Yeah, so like I don't understand with as we can see the outsides open, people are getting it in, people are getting this money. What is going on with these bigger artists, or just artists in general? I I don't have the answer to that question. Why Drake isn't dropping music? I don't know. Maybe he's too busy fucking bitches in Canada. I don't know. Oh. Oh, I saw his new girlfriend. You know, she was a nice girlfriend. Maybe he's tied up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's stopping them. Um, outside is definitely open. Maybe they don't, maybe they feel like they don't need to drop new music because people still rocking with the old music. That could be it too. I went to a concert um, last weekend and you know, everybody was playing their old hits. They didn't need no new hits. Maybe that's it. There's got to be something going on with him. Like, it's it's got to be something. Like, it, this isn't a this isn't a Cardi B situation where it's like you know he got he got pregnant and that you, understandably you're kind of like hey I can't really go out here and do the things that I want to do. And even in in February when it was supposed to drop. He uh, tore his ACL doing God knows what. Because how does he? How how does he do this? Like he's a regular ass dude. I've never met a regular ass nigga that nah, tore his ACL. He be out here. He be out here trying to play basketball. He probably doing some like and one crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> fell over and hurt his knee or some shit. Like uh, yeah, so I get it when when that happened. But it's like summer is almost over, and you know we we. I'm not sure if we actually have a song of the summer. I think it's between like uh Twerkelator. Um no, 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 no. The joint between was so with uh Doja Cat and SZA. And what was the other one? Because I talked about this with someone. What what's some Thought shit? Thought shit, yeah. That might be in contention, but like we haven't really had like a song that's like you know solidified what summer was about. And usually Drake is good for that. So is he going to drop something in August? Like when summer is pretty much wrapping up and people are kind of like, you know, getting back to not going out as much and putting on less. Like there's really no reason for him to not drop music. Like is he scared of Cardi B or Sweetie or what? Like who is preventing this music from dropping? Yeah, I, his girlfriend. He's he too busy making babies with his new girlfriend. I mean, I think that's it. I don't see another explanation for it. That's that's my take on it. I mean, that'd be uh, sick behavior. 
That would be sick behavior. <laughs> maybe he's wait, maybe he's waiting for cuffing season. Maybe he's gonna wait till the fall, you know what I'm saying? And you know, he likes to simp it up. Like that's that's what he's known for. He's a simp god. So maybe when people are going back inside and getting booed up, that's when he's gonna drop. I mean, it really don't matter when he drops, it's gonna it's gonna be successful. It's just kind of like it, it just doesn't make but again, I guess you do what you want with your popping, like you said. Like he he doesn't have to. Well, I, I was I think if he would have dropped certified lover boy when it was when it was supposed to in February, I feel like that would have been what he actually would have won. I think that just with the February Valentine's Day thing, that like I feel like it would have felt that whole um fit that whole vibe or whatnot. But I was I, I caught a clip of uh of the Joe Button podcast and they were talking about, you know, uh rollouts and they were saying Everybody needs a rollout, including Drake. And I was like, does he? Does Drake need a rollout? Does he like he put out a single almost a year ago? Like he's put out, he's been on like a feature here or two lately. Like he dropped a new song with his with an artist that he signed. That sounds awful. Like he wasted a great verse on a trash feature. But like he's out, he's he's active, he's actively making music. So it's like, what what rollout does the biggest rapper out right now actually need like if he was just to be like if he was to do the thing that rappers do nowadays where it's just like on a wednesday night you're just like hey uh here's here i'm, I'm putting out my album on friday and then thursday it's like all right here's my track list and then friday night album out who who is not trick who is not checking out a drake album because they didn't hear a single because they didn't watch a music video like if you listen to rap you are a fan of drake like, period. There's no one who listens to rap and just is like, oh, I'm not checking for Drake. I'm not listening to anything he puts out. There's not a single person that does that, at least not publicly. Well, this is kind of a, a smooth transition into kind of what you're talking about with rollouts. Uh, if you are a fan of hip-hop and music and pay attention to the internets, uh, Mr. West has reemerged from the, from the clouds, from the darkness, and he uh, apparently is living in uh, the Mercedes-Benz Dome, the, the home of my uh, disgusting Atlanta Falcons. And he's finishing up an album, Donna, there. And uh, I guess he put on a little shindig. He had the, the stadium lit up really nice. They were saying he was like two hours late, but I guess he played. I don't know if he played the whole album or snippets from the album. But people said it was a good time. <clears throat> but it, it's funny. Well, one of the narratives that I'm, I'm interested in on y'all's thoughts is, and we, we do this. If you go through our podcast list, we've done this. We've probably done like 30 episodes like this, but the whole idea of somebody being canceled, right? Because again, you know, Kanye had his little, you know, his little thing with the 45 being the MAGA man out here cooning, chucking and jiving and whatnot. And people kind of got on to him about that. Like, oh, Kanye's canceled. He's trash, whatever, whatever, yada, 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 yada. It is what it is. But um, I just want to hear our thoughts because I see like everybody now is like kind of pro Kanye again, even though they were probably faking it to begin with just for retweets and likes. But I mean, kind of what are your thoughts on that? Because somebody put out a tweet and I'm trying to find it, essentially saying that because of the whole red hat stuff that, you know, we shouldn't accept Kanye West anymore or whatever, whatever. But my thing is like everybody, there's a line for everybody. Some people can separate the artist from the art. And if you kind of have that stance with like kind of pick Kanye because his stuff was kind of very loud and very out of control, 
Like if you literally look at any aspect of your life, you could find something problematic, like where your shoes are made, where your food is sourced from. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's been known that Nike be using like sweatshops and people don't stop wearing Nikes. Like literally the stuff that, that Kanye said didn't really hurt anybody, if that makes sense. Right. Maybe people's idea of him, but it's not like he's out here running a sweatshop, if that makes sense. It's not like he's out here clubbing baby seals to make, you know what I'm saying, like fur coats and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just the idea of somebody being canceled to me is kind of hilarious. Like Aerosmith was hosting, what is that show? Uh, American Idol. Go Google Aerosmith and the, the things he did with a, uh, allegedly with a 15-year-old girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. He's been out here cooking for decades. You know what I'm saying? I hate that I had to put the Kanye cape on, but you got to keep that same industry. It's got to be consistent, man. But what, what are y'all's thoughts on the, the upcoming Kanye album? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be trash? Have y'all listened to any of the snippets? Do y'all care? Like, what, what's the deal? I will say that I didn't listen to uh, any of the, like, the, the listening party. I didn't listen to that. I didn't check into that. And I just thought it was kind of funny watching all these, like, 21-year-old white new Kanye fans being upset that the album didn't drop on time. I'm like, you you are clearly new here. Like, I had zero expectations of that album dropping the day that he said it was. Like, there was zero chance of him doing that because he hasn't done that since um, probably uh, Watch the Throne, maybe. Might be the last album that he dropped on time. Like, that's just not what he's doing now. He's not on that. He Time is a f- flat circle or whatever. It's relative. I don't know. But just the just seeing everybody kind of upset about him not dropping it on time is kind of funny. Like, do you not remember The Life of Pablo? Like, there's like four different versions of that album out there. Like, I have – the album that I have is different from the one that is on Apple Music. Like, you, I downloaded a couple of different ones, like the original ones. It's – there's like three, three, four different versions on there. Like, do we not remember his uh, like dropping an album every week? Like it was like him, Pusha, Tiana Taylor, uh, who else? It was uh, Kid Cudi, and they did a joint thing. Like Tiana Taylor's album didn't come out for like another week later. Like release dates for Kanye is like uh, it's a yellow light or it's like a red light. It's like a suggestion like, hey, we would like you to stop here. You don't have to stop, but it'd be great if you did, you know? So I'm never expecting him to drop on time, like ever. Well, I wasn't checking for Kanye. I didn't listen to the listening party. I haven't been checking for Kanye since like 2014. So, um, you know, but as far as Kanye being canceled, Men don't get canceled, just women. Um, uh, what? Daniel know. Caesar got canceled. That's my take on it. Daniel Caesar got canceled. Okay. He he kind of he he canceled himself, and he also made like his music got worse. <laughs> his music got worse. I feel like if if he'd have had another "We Found Love" on that next album, he'd be just fine. But like, I listened to that album like maybe twice, and it just there wasn't another song on there that was like good enough to withstand what he said and especially for who it wasn't for like yes jewels or something like that who's just like logic with a blonde wig like that is not the woman that i want to be like going down throwing my career away for so that was a bad call on him 
So you know what? I take this back. You're right. But Kanye's not getting canceled. R. Kelly's he didn't get canceled. Bill Cosby didn't get canceled. Kanye ain't going nowhere. He's not getting canceled because there's just too many people that support him. Like we say, oh, he's canceled. But as a collective, never. He's never gonna be canceled. Well, if you play if you go to a black wedding and you play Step in the Name of Love. I don't feel like a lot of people are not going to the dance floor. Like, I feel like a lot of people are still going out there and getting their step on. Like, I agree. Like, I, I feel like, and I'm, like I said, I've said it before. I'm not someone who's like, hey, don't listen to R. Kelly because he did whatever he did. Like, you're a bad person if you listen to R. Kelly. Like, I get it. I, I made a personal choice not to listen to R. Kelly. But, like, I'm not going to discredit the music he makes. I just don't personally listen to it. I'm not going to, like, you know, boycott the DJ if he turns on some R. Kelly. Like, I get it. His All his songs slap. Like, Step in the Name of Love. Like, <laughs> You Remind Me of My Jeep. All that stuff. They're all, they're all great. Like, I wish R. Kelly sucked as an artist because this would be a lot easier to deal with. But, like, 12 plays? Fucking awesome, man. I missed that song. <laughs> but, like, you know... I, I, it is pretty embarrassing that people are still out here uh, supporting him and like you know Bill Cosby and stuff like that. Even though it's pretty clear that what they did, but like no one, no one gets canceled. They just go to jail. Like if R. Kelly wasn't in jail, he would be out here on tour, promoting music, doing all the all the stuff that he normally does. So I agree on in that sense. So, I, well, actually, let me get back to uh, I keep my socks on uh, point she made earlier. So you said that uh, men don't get canceled, just women. Like, I kind of expound on that. Like, wait, What do you mean by that as far as women being the targets of the quote unquote cancel culture? Well, I, I did walk it back a little bit. So but I do kind of feel like when it comes to like women, it's a little, you know, they're a little harsher, right? Like, what's what's old girl's name that sang at Trump's inauguration? They got her out of here. Chrisette Michelle, they got her up out of here. Yeah. But also, at the same time, she's not as big as Kanye. So I kind of feel like, you know, if you got hits, you're not getting canceled. But if you just got, you know, like, a couple hot singles, they getting you up out of here. You know, ain't nobody... Twitter or something because people were upset about the stuff that she said. So I, I do kind of take that back. I, I basically, if you're popular enough, you're not getting canceled. No matter what you say or do, you're not getting canceled. Not if you're popular. Well, Let me say that. Well, I, I will say that I the standard for women is a lot higher than it is for men. Like you know, we we've all heard and read the things that are said about like Meg Thee Stallion and, and Cardi B and Sweetie and whoever else. Like it's like, well, all these female rappers rap about the same thing. They don't want to change it up. They don't want to uh, elevate their uh, content or anything like that. And it's just like, we put so much pressure on the female, on female rappers and artists that we just let so many men artists slide for doing the same stuff like the Migos put out pretty much the same album three times in a row like culture culture two like culture two culture one is better than culture two and three 
but they're pretty much the same albums. Like you could interchange all those songs and they still feel the same and they still sound the same. But like even someone like me who is um pro like female rappers rapping about whatever they want to, like I I don't understand the idea that we don't want to listen to women rap about sex. Like I would rather listen to women rap about riding dick than listen to Gucci Man rap about fucking bitches. Like, I'm sorry. I like the way Meg Desai's voice sounds when she says that. I like the way Cardi B's voice sounds when she says that. That's just me. But as someone who also listens to uh, other female rappers that rap about more quote-unquote substance, there was an album that came out, I think, two weeks ago called uh, Big Femme Energy that nobody talked about that has features from Rhapsody and Tierra Whack on the same album. And they put out great verses and nobody talked about it. Like I made it, I made it a point to kind of not uh, talk about it on Twitter just to kind of see if anybody would talk about it. Cause it came out two weeks ago. So whenever anybody's just like, Hey, I'm tired of the city girls rapping about the same thing over and over again. I'm talking, I'm, I'm sick of that shit. I'm, I'm sick of women twerking and doing all this stuff. But when Rhapsody drops, when Tierra Wag drops, when Dreezy drops, when even Young Baby Tate, who's kind of like in the middle, when she drops, nothing. I don't hear nothing from anybody because you don't actually care. You're just mad that women are able to rap about this stuff and be successful about it, and you can't control it. Like, you're a big hater. I'm sorry. I like to hear the city girls rap about sucking dick. I'm sorry. If that makes me a bad person, then so be it. My bad. I'll deal with that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's across the board, with men though. Like uh, men get all kinds of passes just all across society. It is, you know, it's just because uh, white men control literally everything. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's it, it is kind of weird that men have a problem listening to women rap rap about sex, but so weird. I mean, would you rather listen to like I don't know, like Ghostface Killer rap about sex, which is disgusting? Let me let me see if this works. This had a post this uh let's see if this works can you hear this let's see if i got my assistant working you can put my dick in your mouth and play with my nuts but before i bust babe i think i'll come in your butt i got my gun on the floor and i'm ready to fuck like it's nothing it's nothing so you would rather hear a ghost face <laughs> rapping about sex versus whatever Cardi B or you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's all like that's nasty. <laughs> like yeah, that's what you vibe into. You'd rather hear a dude talk about that than a girl. Like I don't I, I don't get it, but God bless. I mean to each his own, but it just reeks of KJ is back look look we had to hire an assistant you know what I'm saying uh, you know, there's certain things I cannot uh, contractually say on the podcast, so you know we got to get the assistant. Out, you know, it is what it is. That's that's a wild bar. I'm not gonna lie, that's a wild, uh, wild song there. Yeah, shout to shout to Ghost Dean. But anywho, uh... yeah, I'm just I'm I'm tired of uh, listening to Chris Brown talk about fucking my bitch in my face. Like Jesus, man, leave me alone. You know, people, people, they just hate to see women having fun and having a good time because men have been rapping about the same shit since rap started, you know, so, and a lot of men that probably hate listening to it, those are men that 
aren't fucking, so they're upset. They don't want to hear about it because they ain't fucking. That's Yikes. how I feel. Yikes. That, I, you know, that's about, I think that's accurate. <clears throat> I think that's accurate, man, but I don't know. It's it's one of those things where, like, honestly, a lot of people don't listen to enough rap music to have an opinion, to be honest. They just be saying shit just to, like I said, likes, retweets, all that fun stuff, but definitely, like, there, there's no excuse not to support women artists. Like, there's whatever style you're looking for, um, it's there. Like, find it, look for it. You can get it. Well, there, there, there's also enough space in, especially in rap, there's plenty of space in rap to have, like, you know, Jay-Z and, like, Outkast and, like, Lil Uzi Vert, Vince Staples, Cardi B, Rhapsody, Dreezy, City Girls, Rick Ross, um, you know, uh, uh, J.I.D. There, there's plenty of room for everybody to be different, unique. There's there's a lane, like, if you want to be a Pusha T type rapper where you're just rapping about selling coke, you want to be like Griselda where you're rapping about selling coke and street life, do that. You want to be, you know, Vince Stables rapping about the street life and West Coast, all that, do that. You want to be like Lil Uzi Vert, rapping about all that weird shit that he talks about, you know, do that. You want to be future, uh, rapping about how you take lean, but you actually don't, and be a fake, do that. That's cool. But there's also a lane for you as a as a city girls to rap about scamming. Because who's what male rapper is rapping about scamming? We're not men. I'm not saying scamming is a female crime only, but most <laughs> there's a lane <laughs> for <laughs> rappers to rap about scamming. There's a lane for rappers to rap about twerking. There's a there's a lane for gay people like Lil Nas X. There's a lane for him too. There's plenty of lanes in rap music to rap about whatever you want to and to have whatever kind of style you want. So the idea that we're just like, hey, that lane, close it off. We don't want to hear women rap about sex. We, we're done with that. We don't want to hear this. We don't want to hear Lil Nas X rapping about uh, fucking a dude in the shower. We don't want to listen to white dudes rapping about killing their moms. Like, there's a lane for everybody. Like, just, this is what hip hop is. Like, we're the most inclusive genre. Whether that's a good thing or not, I think it's hit or miss on if it's good or not, but that's what it is at this point. Yep. That is uh that's correct. There's uh something for everybody, so um but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of debating with the whole COVID shit whether I want to participate in any concerts to come around because that's kind of like prime breeding ground for you know shit like that because everybody you're literally stacking top of each other breathing on each other so i don't know how it's gonna work but i might just kind of play lay low but another artist i don't want to bring in real quick i'm on i don't know how much time you have uh i keep my socks on but uh silk sonic like i'm <laughs> i'm done i'm done with them like no that that was like i feel like they were just trolling us at at that point because it again there's no reason for them not to put out any music like I don't, I don't understand. They were doing a whole Twitter campaign. They did the Grammys, and it's just like silence. Like, I, like I said, I can leave the door open. Is a great song, but I mean that that's I need more than that. Like I don't know what they're doing. People say they might be like laundering money. Like Sil Sonic might be like a front for drugs because they ain't putting out no new music. So I need I need them to step their game up and, and be more productive as a new group that they created. So I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Well, back to what you just said about concerts during COVID. 
okay, I went to a concert, I guess last weekend, and <clears throat> it was outdoors. And, you know, um, I'm vaccinated and waxed. I'm lying. It's a fade down there. Okay, anyway, wow. <laughs> and I did kind of feel Was that like, like a two for one, though? Like the big... <laughs> Got the boozy fade. <laughs> yeah, you show your Vax card and get a fade. Like, damn. Yeah, anyway. So, I, w- I-, I was at the concert, and, you know, it was packed. And I did, because I-, I was sober, and I did feel like, wow, you know, this is kind of nasty. You know, <laughs> like, people are, like, drinking and smoking, and they mouth open, rapping the lyrics. And I kind of felt like, oh, wow, you know, I should have wore my mask, but it was like 90 degrees and it was, you know, I felt like it was kind of too hot to wear the mask. So, you know, the world is open, but being in there and just being around so many people breathing on each other, especially outside, I did feel very uncomfortable even being vaccinated because I'm like, it's a lot of people out here, you know, and they were spitting, you know, oh. they was rapping they were no. words. And I was like, oh shit, I don't I don't have anything to protect myself. But it, it was definitely interesting. Um, that was my first time being around that many people, you know, since before COVID. So it, it, it was definitely an interesting feeling. You know, like once the artists were up there and you know, and I was having a good time, I was good. But like in the breaks in between, my mom was wondering, like. Damn, I wonder how many people got COVID out here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of get that feeling when I uh when I go to like if I'm at the gym and there's a lot of people there, I'm just like I get a feeling when I leave. I'm just like I, I feel like there's an itch in the back of my throat or something. Like, am I getting sick? What's going on? Was I should I you know worn a mask and even as someone that is vaccinated is something that you do think about. But at this point, I've already bought tickets to see um uh, Thundercat, J. Cole, they just put out tickets for uh, Rick Ross apparently is going on tour, and I'm, I kind of want to go see that too, so it's just like I feel like I'm going to have to, I, I feel like I'm going to at least bring a mask. I, I think I'm just going to have to play it by ear, like what it's looking like, who's around me, like what what the vibe is, because if it's like super packed, I might throw that mask on, I don't know, but it's going to be tough, to say the least. But, like, I just don't know if they're, like, I know they're not making people wear masks to come into concerts. Like, I, especially in this country, I know they're not doing that. They're not forcing people. They're not even making it an option. They're not saying, like, hey, do you have your vaccine, vaccination card? They're not doing that. They're not checking that stuff. They just, they're out here trying to get this money again because the money is available to be had. So it's like, do I sit it out or do I just try to see as many concerts as I can before we you know, most like undoubtedly get shut shut down again because I feel like another shutdown is coming around the corner here, which I'm not. I wouldn't be mad about. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I didn't see any mask after the concert. The only time <laughs> I like when we were leaving, you know, as you're leaving, it's a big crowd of people going out. I saw like one girl put her mask on, but other than that, I didn't see any mask. I didn't even bring my mask. Like I like I thought about it, but I was like, eh, you know, it's hot. You know. I had my makeup on and stuff. I was like, oh, I have lipstick all in my mask. So I didn't, you know, I didn't do it. But it, 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 it was definitely a weird feeling. And I'm definitely going to that Rick Ross concert too later on this year. So we'll see. Yeah, I was very, I, it was like, it's like Rick Ross, I think Lil' Kim. Um, 
who else was on there? It was a pretty solid lineup, actually, when I looked at it. It's like Rick Ross, Jeezy, Gucci, Chains, 2 Chains, yeah. Lil' Kim, Fabulous, Boosie, and DJ Drum. I was like, God damn. Like, how, how's he pulling this off? Like, I feel like this should have been a bigger deal. Like, this should have been talked about a little bit more. But that's definitely a, a concert that a lot of people would want to go to. Yeah. It was, it was supposed to happen last year, but they... Um, you know, shut it down and just because I, I had tickets and then they just, you know, they never like canceled it. It just was postponed and now it's back it's, on. Yeah. yeah, continuously postponed. Like, are, they, are you going? Were you going to go to the? Uh, what was it? The um, it was like Bow Wow or Marion. Um, that tour. What was that tour called? I can't remember. What it was um, Millennium Tour. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. That that was my time. My ear. That, that was so. that was that was for us in a jersey dress. Yep, that was gonna be there <laughs> with, the, with the baby fat jeans on. Um, no, I was not no. a baby fat girl. <laughs> Maybe some <laughs> apple bottoms, you know. There you go, rock aware. But um, I didn't own a pair of baby fat jeans. Yeah. I didn't have an ass back then, you know. So back in the day, back in the day, nah. I respect it. Man. It wasn't for me. Uh, it happens. Prayers up. But I think it is. Uh, it 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 is good to see a lot of artists going back on the road. But it does seem like everybody is going on the road. Like everybody is trying to get out of here and get this money and and you know um, hit these cities. The only per like I I'm not gonna lie. I do feel uh, bad for Cardi B because this is. This is going to be the second time that this has happened to her, where although th this one might be different, but when her first album dropped, you know, biggest album in the, in the world, biggest singles on the planet, about to start going on tour, and it's like pregnant. Now you're you're on the sidelines. So now it's like, I think what she's going to do is um, just probably drop some singles and just ride this whole pregnancy thing out, and then. Uh, go on tour once she's done with that and then you know try to get this money because that's a that's that's where the money is for these artists as far as like streams album sales youtube views like those are cool and everything but the money is on the tours and that's where they're and cardi b is going to sell out like a, a lot of uh major venues probably even stadiums if she wants so i look i actually look forward to seeing what, what she's able to do when she's uh, back in these streets again. Well, she needs to get back to it. She shouldn't have got pregnant at this time. I mean, you know, I can't tell another woman what to do with her body, but they should have wrapped it up. You know, he should have pulled out because this is her time to shine. You know, like you said, last time she had the album, I, I didn't like, I really haven't even seen her on you know, tickets to, to tour. The only time I saw her actually that she was going to be somewhere was like Super Bowl. It was her and Bruno Mars. But she hasn't been on anything. So I'm not even sure if she can sell out like a Mercedes Benz or Phillips Arena. Maybe a smaller venue, I think. But Oh, you're talking about like a like a standing room only venue? Not a standing room only, but not like um not like a Phillips Arena either though. I don't I I, I I don't think she can just by herself. I don't think she can. She's gonna have to have like a like a banging opening act. Like the opening act has to be a hit. Yeah, that's interesting. 
But I don't think you, you can do it. That's well, eh, you know what? I will I will agree with you. And you know, I am the biggest Cardi B fan on this podcast. <laughs> I will agree, agree with you due to kind of what we talked about earlier, how like hip hop is a male dominated sport, you know, if, if you want to describe it like that. And like if we're being honest, like it's it's a weird dynamic because like a lot of the supporters, um, if you want to sell your product, you want to grab women, right? Women are gonna spend money on your product, right? Like men will support it, but women are gonna spend the money. But for whatever reason, that doesn't translate into women dominated spheres, right? Like the WNBA, for example, like it's a it's a women's league, but women don't really support it, if that makes sense. Same with women rappers or female rappers, like you're saying. Yeah, I'm sure she has vocal fans on Twitter, but I mean, are they gonna? Are you gonna get an arena full of full of women to support a woman rapper? I don't know, because like even the concerts I've been to, it's been a mixed crowd of men, women, various races, ethnicities. But I, I could see a stadium being sold out if it had to be strictly men. I feel like that could happen because that's kind of how they'll get down for their people. But I, like like you're saying, I don't think women are gonna go all out to support her like that. It's just one of those things where it hasn't gotten to that point, I think, outside of like the like Beyonce's and things of that nature. That's a whole that's a whole different that's a whole different level. But you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think it's gonna go down like that. Right. It, I'm a Cardi B fan too, but you know, a, a whole arena by herself, I I just don't see it happening. It would have to be like Cardi B in the Migos or Cardi B in a bunch of other women. Like if it was, if it was like Cardi B and the CD Girls and Megan Thee Stallion, I think they could sell out an arena if all of them were together. But I feel like just any one of them by themselves, they couldn't do an arena. Unfortunately. So you you, you think if if Cardi was going to tour with Megan, do you think do you think Megan closes or is she the opener for Cardi? Like who who closes in that situation? And this is without this is without. I don't think hearing. that's an open and closed situation. That those are co-headliners. Well, yeah. well, this is this is a thing where we haven't heard uh, Cardi's new album, so it, it's kind of an unfair question. But like, if Megan and Cardi are going on tour together, who's closing that show out? Right now, today, it would be Megan. If we're no. talking about right now, today, then Megan would close it out. Even though I do kind of feel like it would be co-headliners, but still, somebody has to be last. Someone has no, to be no, last. no, 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 you don't. No, you don't. That's a unique situation. You close it out with what? Okay. Okay. They're, they're both from that song. That's a that's an well, okay. Well, someone who comes out first then? <laughs> they both come out first. Hmm. I mean, if it's Cardi B's, if it's her concert, then she's gotta come out. So if, if so, who's the headliner there? It if it's a Cardi B tour, it's Cardi B tour. She's got to be the headliner. She'll probably come out with the uh, track number one of her uh, first album, the. "Quote unquote dreams and nightmares" equivalent for Cardi B. That's what she got to come out with. Get up ten. Get up ten. Yeah. Not not a Cardi B concert, but a women's concert. Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, City Girls. As of today, Cardi, she's not closing it. She's not closing it out. It would be Megan. I agree. Oh well, hey, um, because 
I, I'm really pissed off right now. Would you like to um, introduce yourself? Say, yeah, you just, oh, you oh, just oh, came oh, in hot. Um, <laughs> well, hey, if if for the people out there that don't know who I am, I am KJ, the Harry Hipster on Twitter. At Captain God. Cheese. Yes, sir. Yeah, the voice sounded crispy. You got a mic or what? You, oh, yeah, you already know. Totally know. different. Hey, you already know uh that YouTube budget that I didn't use like three years ago <laughs> is coming in handy right now. Let's go. Um, so yeah, um, because I'm like for real, because Texas is really janky, and then like Thundercats coming, but like we got monkeypox, COVID, and we got uh this fun guy that's hitting the streets now. I don't like bro, I'm trying to see Thundercat, but people gonna be having a hot breath in my face, and I don't know. I got asthma, I can't do this. So <laughs> it's hard out here for me, bro. I, I, like I, I've been inside for a year, bro, and I just want to go see Thundercat because hey, it's Thundercat, right? No, but the funky old Texas gonna be breathing in my face. I'm trying, I'm trying to listen to Thundercat piece, but nope, can't do that because I might catch COVID and I be and monkeypox at the same time. I don't know what to do, bro. But yeah, I just came here to rant for a little bit because I heard Marcus. <laughs> Look, hey, hey, if you catch monkeypox and, and God forbid you, you succumb, I'm gonna put your face in the, I'm gonna put your Twitter ab, Twitter Abby on a t-shirt, bro. I got you for sure. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, man, hey, hey, make sure to have with the angel wings and the doves in the back. Yes, sir. We, <laughs> hey. I'm I'm gonna I'm risk it for Thundercat, bro. It's Thundercat, bro. I'm gonna risk it, right, Marcus? That's we risking it. You got to. I'm I'm raw dog and air out there, man. Bro, I'm telling you, it's Thundercat. <laughs> Oh, all, all mouth. Oh, <laughs> open, oh, also, open mouth. Also, I, I need all my my fellow male hip hop fans to stop acting like Meg Thee Stallion got dropped Illmatic to Pimp a Butterfly and the Blueprint too. Well, the Blueprint because somebody don't nah, like the Blueprint too. Nah, she so, can't drop. The, she's not great enough to drop the Blueprint too yet. That's, that's God, ass. God, ass. God, tier, God, tier hip hop. You don't understand. Trash. We already, we already had this talk. You guys critically underrate the Blueprint too, but that's another conversation. Oh, hey, hey, but also before I head out, Salad Breeze, I can't believe you sat on Twitter and disrespected that song. Uh, can I have it like that? Like that's just not a, 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 a fire beat. Like that's smooth, not a fire smooth, beat. Smooth transition. That song is. Terrible dog. It's not terrible. How you, open, not a, how you terrible. open a Pharrell album with hey, Gwen hey, Stefani, hey. dog? Get that hey. shit out of here. Gwen Stefani's a legend. Dog, she's up. dating, she's married to a fucking an insurrectionist, dog. I'm not I'm not with that shit. Y'all, y'all hey Sal Bree said that's the worst song. Let me tell you what the worst song on the album is. I got the it track is, list right now. Yeah, bro, it, 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 hold on, no, before you even pull up, it's up song, right now. It's up in the stuck. What's good? The song Young Girl, right? So young girl. Slash, I, I really like you. I really like you is an amazing song, but young girl is just Jay Z being a creepy old man for three nah, minutes. Dog. That beat bro. is fine. Nah, Harvey, no, 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 no. Harvey, Harvey yeah, Weinstein yeah, vibes on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just hard, dog. Bro, no, Jay Z was actually Jay Z was talking. That shit is hard, dog. You crazy? Get out of here. We not that shit is fire, dog. We not talking about for real. I'm talking about Jay Z sounding like R Kelly on the beat. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, but that was before R. Kelly was canceled, so that, that's that's that he got grandfathered in. He already he had a girl before that. The, the look, tape oh, came out. That was <laughs> look, that was a bot. All right. That was a bot. R. Hey, bro. Jay-Z was sounding like a creep for three minutes and people was bumping it in the streets. Hey, no, we're not gonna no, that's the worst no, song on the album no, by far. 
For real, I don't know why you put them two songs together. How you wrote Daisy's verse? I just feel a minute for it. Bro, there's a lot of bad songs on that album. I'm not going to lie. Still not quite 21. Yes. Yes, exactly. Just a little creepy. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's get the assistant. Let's get the assistant. Put the assistant work. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see what Hold Verse is talking about. Here we go. Damn, bitch. Get the work. Girl. <laughs> Hove got a young girl. Still not quite 21. So high strung. Such a vibrant thing. I introduce myself. Hi, Miss Thing. You're 19? No, you're lightning in a bottle. I give you a ring tomorrow. Wowzers. Oh. that follows. Screams of horror. Classic Stephen King novel. Mama don't think you should take someone. So advanced in romance, you should just wait. <laughs> Papa don't preach. Hob don't bite. I've been through it. I might mold your life. Cause I'll show you right. Proper etiquette. How to hold your knife. Keep it competitive with Oprah's ice. Be like Janet. Take control of your life. All right. So, yes, that verse is extremely problematic, Doc. Like, why are you out here grooming sub 21 year old girls at 45, Doc? Like, that's disgusting. Hey, that song was uh, meant to be for Beyonce. I'm convinced. Let's go. Mm. 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 Plot thickens. The plot mm. thickens. Mm. That's creepy as fuck. So, again, can I have it like that? It's not the worst song. It's Look, a young girl. No, no, I don't no. Can no, I have no. it like that? Fucking goes, man. That's, that's a great song. song. What are you man. talking yeah. about, man? Nah, Go. Like, what did you so listen to it last? Did you listen to it today? Like, I've listened to that album a zillion times. That song is. I listen to it now. Listen to it. I don't like the beat. I don't like the. I don't like the feature. I don't like anything about that song. That's trash, dog. I'm sure the last time you heard that album was on your on your iPod Nano back in 07. We're not gonna be first of all. You're you know what? No, I actually had this CD in my I think I had this CD somewhere. Physical copy. Well, I should have stretched dog like. Hey, bro. Right, so hey. Let's go through the track list. Yeah. Right, so it's the 15th and 15 year anniversary in my mind. Are you familiar with this album? I keep my socks on. Are you a Pharrell fan? <sighs> I challenge you to go listen to this album. It's, it's. I would. This is not the one I would recommend. Honestly, this is this is not the okay, one. Okay. So what we'll do? One. So what we'll do is we'll make you a track list of the the songs that are good. So there's a lot going on with this album, but you got to kind of have like that trash has the feel trash raspy shit trash. Best hey, friend. Ah, damn, best friend. I can't remember. You can do it too. And eh, keep it cute player. And eh, he's trying to push his artist. Uh, that girl, which probably Wilson Soup Dog, fire. Angel, fire. Young girl, fire. I really like hey, you. Hey, oh, oh, what, 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 what are you talking about? Um, what are you talking about? Stay with me. I remember. Baby, don't remember our father trash number one. Whoa, 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 See, you whoa, clearly whoa. didn't listen number to this album plays. recently. You haven't. Li- I listened to it today. There's a lot of bad songs on this thing. Like I wouldn't. I, know, I, skipped, I skipped a lot of songs. I skipped a lot of songs. Show you how to hustle, trash. I see. I see what you were doing with the Lauren London feature, bro. You ain't slick. You're nasty. You're nasty. Right. You're not an artist. Hey, 
Hey, for any listener that's listening to this, South Breeze also didn't like change clothes, so that should already put you in the mindset of what he feels <laughs> about Pharrell songs. So wait, don't wait, take wait. don't don't take it. his don't take his like uh like idea of how this Look, album I've is. I've already told hey, you. Hey, 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 hold on, now, nah, cause y'all gonna defend uh, <laughs> Damn by Kendrick. I'm gonna defend this album because hey, in my mind by that, Pharrell. Got bangers. Bro, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Any, anywho, since y'all want to defend that album, I'm going to defend this album. In my mind is a masterpiece. Of- what? <laughs> masterpiece? Yes, yes. And, 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 you know, and guess what? It inspired one of the biggest, one of the best artists of our time, uh, a.k.a. Todd the Creator. So shout out to him. But yes, this album, I got it on vinyl too. So I'm going to flex that for a little bit. Oh, you a you know? ass nigga now? God damn. Oh, yes. I'm an old head, Jesus. bro. I'm, I'm finna be playing my kids this album when I hit like 30 years old, okay? Oh, people, right. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to teach the kids. I'm like South Breeze, who's trying to sway this person right here away from this good album. Talking about some. Anywho, hey y'all, listen to this album. This is one of the best albums. Thank you. So yeah, so, I'm gonna go listen to the whole album and then tweet out my um review. Add me, add me when you do that, please. Like, okay, change clothes didn't age well. Like, I've said this before on the podcast and on Twitter. Jay-Z has great songs with Pharrell, but he also has bottom of the barrel, like the worst songs I've ever heard for real. Such as Young Girl, yes. No, no, no. Such as uh, anything featuring Usher on uh Oh, that was bad. That was terrible. (laughs) Yeah, that song just And there's a there's a couple more with him and Pharrell that just don't go. Shit, yeah, that fucking entrepreneur shit. That shit was garbage too. Hey, it sure was. Yes, but yeah. um, but yo, bro, like, how can you not like our father? This dude gave us this fire gospel song in the middle after talking about you know, this dude talking about all this other stuff on the album, and he coming here with a gospel interlude, bro. Who doing like that anymore? Nobody, bro. They don't uh, do it like that. Come uh, on, bro. He Chris Brown. First okay, album. we not last track. Thank mm. you. Mm. That's, too, That's that, that can, hold on, hold on. Okay, when did that album come out? Uh, I think it came out about his oh, baby oh, came out about the same time because this came out five, right. Yeah. So 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 again, in my mind came out afterwards. So again, I, I, like I said, who do it like who doing it like for real? Nobody. Come on now. Okay. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes. Shout, shout, yes. To shout out to Texas. Shout out to Texas. No, don't shout Don't shout out this, this stanky, this stanky <laughs> state. Don't shout this. Don't, <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Hey, like, but yeah, anywho, uh, while, while South Breeze is out here trying to promote uh, the Jay Z being a creep. I mean, yeah, the verse was kind of creepy. I can't lie. Yeah. I, I, heard, I listened to it today. I was like, Oh, man, that was a little, that was a little spicy. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second, King Quest. I didn't see this. Ooh, Are you talking about Jay-Z? Ooh, ooh. Truthfully, no one in the South would know who he was. Oh, you almost ooh, made no. Absolutely not, dog. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Dog, I, I grew up in the South, dog, and I was like, Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. Like, that doesn't make, that that doesn't compute, dog. Like, money cash shows. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Actually, See, those yeah. are the same album, right? Money volume Cash Shows is on. That came out before. No, nah, it's on Volume Three, right? Nah, Money Cash Shows is on Volume uh, Volume Two, I believe. Uh, yeah, Volume Two, and that's from the that's from like uh, the Rush Hour soundtrack. One of those, like either Rush no, Hour. No, or no, or can, can I get a? Can I get it? It's from Rush Hour soundtrack. 
Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z, like, I'm not going to say that he's, like, 100% wrong. Like, there was – I'm sure there were people in the he's South. He's 100% wrong. <laughs> there were people. Hard knock, hard knock life. Hard knock life. There, there were people in the South that, like, knew. Like, they knew who Jay-Z was, but they probably were just, like – like, people like Lowe's were just, like, all right, I see him, but I don't really fuck with him like that. But then he gets on a song with UG, UGK, and it's like, okay, this is totally different now. UGK so maybe, gets on a song with him, and I think it's probably hey, more. Whoa, I think it's whoa, more. Than, I think it's more. Than, I think it's more the video. Hey, bro. We're we we to free you from these Def Jam uh, hey, shackles, bro. We're gonna free you, bro. We're gonna free you from these Def Jam shackles, South Breeze. Hey. But I can't talk because I, I was listening to like a uh, chameleonaire, so I can't I can't say nothing. Military yeah. man, military man, <laughs> military man. Oh my god! Shout out to the god chameleonaire. I hear doing big things in the tech world. I hey. respect that. Getting the bag, getting getting the white man's bag. I respect that. Good for him. Good, Good for, for him. him. He's a weird looking dude. Though. I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't know if it was the grill and the do rag, but he looks. He's a strange looking fellow. <laughs> Shout out to Chameleon there. A lot going on today. <laughs> There's too much going on. Hey, not blame KJ. KJ brought that energy. He brought that wild boy. He brought that wild boy. He came in so hot. Man, no, bro, because for real, though, how are we going to – Bro, did y'all hear that Texas got, uh, like, a uh, land lobster that spit acid, bro? I mean, what, what do they put you with butter? Can, can you what? put butter on them bad boys? <laughs> what? Like, like, bro, it's, bro, this thing is janky, bro. No, I'm trying to see Thundercat and Peas. I'm going to try to go, you know, like, I can't I can't even be like, bro, I can't do nothing, bro, because this, this thing's so janky. We was finna die in the snow in February. Now we finna die because of COVID and land lobsters, bro. Like, come on, bro, and monkey pox. Like I said, throw a little butter on them land lobsters, everything is good. I respect see, that. Okay, see, okay, I, I know y'all be eating cicadas up in New Jersey, but we, we not doing that down here, bro. <laughs> you know what, KJ, it's been, it's been real. It's been fun. It has been real fun. <laughs> look, look, I don't if you don't have a next gen system, I don't respect your opinion. Hey, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Before Five, I go, four, wait, 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 Damn it. <laughs> yeah, see, look at that. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to KJ Dallas. <laughs> you know what? All right. So we're gonna have a quick, a quick reset. Uh I, I keep my socks out. I appreciate it. We're about to transition to the uh, the sports uh, segment of the podcast, which I really don't care about. And I'm sure you don't. Know no, I'm gonna head to the kitchen. Um Ooh, what's for dinner? I'm out of here. <laughs> What, what, what are we cooking? What are we cooking? Um, just you know, I'm I'm a, I'm on this diet thing right now, so it's just like some some skinless chicken thighs with a little broccoli. Nothing interesting at all. But that's you, is there going to be seasoned with said chicken breast? Absolutely. Absolutely. What, 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 what are we what are we what are we putting on there? Some just some salt and pepper, some lemon juice, lime, no, garlic no, no, powder. No, 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 what are we no, doing? No. These are honey garlic mm. chicken thighs. You get your honey, your garlic olive oil you put a little spicy brown mustard in that thing you put a few mm. red mm. pepper flakes and you mm. add a little bit of regular mustard and you mix it up and you drown your thighs in it oh drown thighs i respect that like that like that energy that's great <laughs> yep 
So that's my honey garlic chicken thigh recipe. Okay. Vibes. All right, man. We'll catch you later. All right. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that, that was, was a lot. That was explosive. <laughs> explosive. Uh... He just came in. <laughs> Fucking DMX or something. Hey, these young kids are filled with all this energy in them. You know, I don't. Yeah. It is what it is. But uh, uh, wait for wait for Rev to join up. Um, but yeah, I need you, you. I need you pourers out there to get an Xbox Series X, so we can link up in Halo. Cause I'm I'm tired of playing by myself and losing. I need somebody to carry me. Um, I'm terrible. I'm getting better though. I think my problem was is that I had my game match set on. What it would do is it would pick. You can set it to each game or just one. So I'd get various uh, matches. So one match I'd be playing Halo Two, then I'd be playing Halo Four, then Halo Three, and all the buttons are kind of different on each like each game. So I'm like, damn, like why am I getting clapped? Mm-hmm. There's no consistency. So I cut off all the sliders except for Halo Four. So I'm like, all right, let me keep the same one because this will probably be close to Halo Five once it comes out, and the graphics look way better. Like I can tell when I'm playing like Halo Two, my issue looks terrible. So. Shout out to Halo. Yep, the GOAT. Uh, first, person, <laughs> first person shooter. Hey, game. whenever you want to get clapped in Madden again, let me know because you're trash. <laughs> you're trash. Madden is trash as a whole. Like everything it is trash, trash, but if it's trash, then KJ's the raccoon. Well, they were, they were saying for uh, NBA 2K, they're going to have That's like a, a mode where you could be like a rapper. Like it's going to be career mode for a rapper. I was like, Nigga, just fix the gameplay. I want to be able to play defense better. Like, I want to be able to have some better on-ball defense. Like, nah, so break here. sports games since the, the Madden hasn't cared about defense since 2005 when Ray Lewis was on the cover, which is the greatest Madden they put out. I would say, because um, yeah, like they they stop. It, it's one. Of those, it's even like the real NFL. Like they don't care about defense. They want to see points. They want to see touchdowns. They don't see funny end zone dances, but they don't care about defense. Like there were there were specific plays on Madden where you could double X, double Y, double tight end, or double wide, but they removed all of those plays from the defense. I'm like, why? Like, why would you do that? So now you instead just, of you can't double a player anymore. No, no, you can. You have to do it manually though. So, but you know how how hard it is on defense to audible. So on offense, I can I can audible thirty times on offense in thirty seconds. On defense, I have to manually scroll through every player and make sure I hit the right buttons, make sure I'm on the right player I want to double. Nah. By the time you do that, they don't ran the play, score a touchdown. If I, if I know that you're sorry at Madden, or if I know that you're a trash player, I'm just going to double your best player every play and make you work without him. And then what I'm going to do, I'm going to sneak and double him, the other guy too, and make you figure it out. But they, they want to make it hard on defense. Anywho, Rev has joined the podcast. So what, what's, what's happening, Queen? You know, just out here black, mostly. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> For the most part. So I see that your display name is, let me see, Team USA Really. Can you make this bigger? I can't see. Uh, it says Team USA is really bad. So yeah. in, 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 in true fashion of being a selfless American, we're going to start off with that, talking about why Atlanta Hawks fans think Trey Young is the, the solution to every problem in the world. So apparently, I mean, and they're not. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. Literally, they could like bring out a bag of Lay's potato chips, and it probably could be a solution. <laughs> like, 
these niggas suck. <laughs> it's not that they're bad. Let me not say that. Team USA is not bad. Team USA is uh, used to being pampered in America with American refs. And then they get to international rules. And it's like, oh, my gosh. They not calling fouls when I jump into the defender. What do I do? I think, I think it's a bit of arrogance, too, because the American team think that there's the greatest thing to slice bread, as they also have, like, players from around the world filling in key parts of their rosters. You know what I'm saying? Like, this – and I've heard this said before, and I don't know statistically if it's true, but the trend of more players being more prominent athletes in the States from other countries, but the rest of the world, quote, unquote, is catching up. So it's not like the the olden days where it's just America's going to run through everybody. Like these other players are literally NBA players too. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I, I, saw, I heard another take that uh, a lot of these international players aren't in awe of Team USA anymore. Like they were talking about how when the original Dream Team was out there like busting people's ass by like 50 points by halftime, like the opposing team during the game was trying to get autographs from like Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley. Like they were just in, they were like fans out there. They didn't, they weren't out there competing with them because they were just so in all of them. So as time goes by, as more international players start to fall in love with the game because of the dream team and they start making their way to the, to the NBA and start, you know, having a foothold in there. And now they're establishing themselves as like, you know, you can be a foreign player like a Dirk Nowinski or Rudy Gobert, Giannis, any of these players, and you're like, you can be a big name from another country in the NBA. So now those other foreign players aren't looking at Jason Tatum and like, oh my God, that's Jason Tatum. How are you, how you forget about the guy, Luka Doncic? <clears throat> yeah, top five player, Luka Doncic. <laughs> who, who, yeah. <laughs> who, who had a quote saying that it was harder to score over there versus the NBA, and people kind of laughed at him, you know? Yeah, So the, and that's kind of, that's a take that I heard. I, honestly, I have not seen any of these games because I never know when they're on. Like I I just find out when they're once they're losing, I, I find out that it's on, but I never know when it's about to start. I think they're on a 12 hour time difference. So they play like that might have something to do with it. early member or our early mornings. It's like 12 to 14 hours or something like that. So yeah, when they're they're playing at like two in the morning <laughs> when we're dead asleep. So and also um just like the, uh, I don't even know if this is an Olympic committee problem, but there, there hasn't been um, a lot of like media push that I've seen. Like you can't, you can find the schedule, but it, it, it doesn't give you like, oh, it's going to be on this channel at this time. Or here's where you can watch highlights of the games you've missed. Or here's where you can see, you know, Simone Biles next. It's really just like they're on in their own world and you just kind of get your updates via Twitter. I saw... Olympic commercials, but I haven't seen any Olympic I've seen so, so many Olympic commercials. So many. All the commercials. Not one Olympic event. I was like full transparency. I do not I do not care about the Olympics at all. Like I, I really communist. do not care. Communist. I am I love the Olympics. The Olympics are my favorite time of especially the summer Olympics. I don't really watch the winter Olympics if I'm being honest. But I love the summer Olympics, but I just feel like this Olympics, um, it's it's in a weird spot because, like, everybody has so much going on. Like, people have lost entire parts of their family. Like Japan does not want them there. Right? Nobody wants us over there. Not I won't say us. I mean, like, nobody wants the Olympics in general. 
it's just like this has just been a two-year period of like absolute chaos and it's just like the olympics is the last thing on people's minds Well, what the the only part of the Olympics that I did see that was intriguing for uh, selfish reasons, uh, I was at the barbershop and the Olympics were on TV, and I learned that there's like a three on three Olympic uh, sport now. Three on three basketball, three three on three half court. Oh, yeah, it's like a ten second shot clock. Um, There's like no, it's it's literally like twenty one. Yeah, you have to score twenty one points. Um, this really rapid paced. Um, it was it was interesting that the team I saw was like uh, the women's team playing Malaysia, and I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I respect them as world class athletes in Malaysia. They are Olympians. Cannot take anything from that, but I feel like that I could possibly feel the team of people at the YMCA that could beat Malaysia's team because. They were objectively terrible. They lost like 20, 21 to like five. God damn. Like, they're like air balls, breaking threes. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It was so bad. Like, it was so Like, I know somebody tweeted out a picture like back in the day of, I think, uh, uh, was it the Philippines like swim team? Like them like essentially doing belly flops type deal in the water. Like this team was bad. Like I know I couldn't beat the women's basketball team, but this Malaysia team was horrible. I was like, I was like, damn dog, like really? They just bringing these threes? Like what is going on? But it was it's interesting. I, I don't know if there's a rule where NBA players can't play, or maybe there's like a conflict where they're playing at the same time. But apparently the American team didn't even qualify for <laughs> three on three half court. So or maybe they're just like finding people in the Trader Joe's. Like you be playing basketball. Come on. I mean, the women's team was cooking, though. They were nice. Like, they, they were getting busy. But this Malaysia team, like, damn, dog. Like, y'all are getting skunked, like, past the sticks. So, I yes, we're going. I'm looking at um, your screen, and it's this picture of Travis Scott, and it's making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't full, full, full disclosure, I am folding laundry. Uh, so, I'm just, I, you know, I don't want you to see uh, <laughs> my, my under armor shorts everywhere. I Most keep I looking at it, and it's just like, wow. Did you guys already talk about how Kanye al- Kanye's album is really bad? Or? Oh, wow. Hot take. Let's go. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. You already awful. said bad. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if it, like, needs to be mixed, and I'm just hearing, like, a raw cut of it, but, but he played the first song. I was like, this does not sound good. <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this stinks. <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't have anybody to share it with because my friend is a really big Kanye West fan and she was like, I'm in tears over here. Like, this is amazing. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Like, it was a spiritual I, experience for it, her. Yeah, it just felt, it felt rude to like ruin that for her. And I'm like, maybe it's going to sound better when it's mixed and mastered. Because I mean, anybody with yeah. eyes or brain knew that it wasn't going to come out that night. So, exactly. I mean, I, there's, I haven't listened to a Kanye project since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and I really like that album. That's the last album of his that I really enjoyed. Oh, um, I was going to call it Ultra Light Beam, so that tells you how, how I feel about the albums after. Didn't listen to Jesus. I did have a roommate that really loved Jesus, and she would play wow. it in no places. Um, so I didn't listen to Jesus. I listened to Life of Pablo. There are some good songs on there. Um uh, that other album, I don't even remember what it's called, but it does have a blue album cover. Yeah, listen to that at all. 
Jesus King. There it is. Didn't listen. What about, about Yay? You didn't listen to Yay? I don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the uh, seven albums he released in seven weeks or whatever. Oh, yep. Didn't even hear it. Didn't even. Nope. That's news to me. This is literally the first time I've ever heard those words together. <laughs> you don't need to listen to that one. You can go ahead and skip over that one. Not going to lie. I I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to listen to Donda. You know, I'm going to try to put his, his Donald Trump foolishness aside. And I'm going to try to listen to whatever he's got. And then I waited two hours for this event to start in the beginning. Like, it was started at, like, what, 7.30, I think? It was 9.45, and there was still no show. And then he played the first track, and it sounded like that. And I was like, oh, no. No, never mind. And then all the thoughts came flooding back. Kanye West was supporting Donald Trump. This nigga said slavery was a choice. And then I was remembering he's awful. And I was like, never mind. He's got well, it. And we, we talked about the whole Kanye West problematic things. Again, there's a line for everything, right? Some people can separate the arts from the artistry. And if we're and if we're being honest. If, if that's the the bar, what is the is it the things he said or was it the support? Because there's a, a slew, there's a long laundry list of rappers that have trumped. Or I'm sorry, supported 45 or championed 45. And 45, oh, he did he did not just become a shitty person when he became president. Like it's documented, he was a terrible person before that. But n- nobody seemed to care until it was kind of put on the big stage. You know what I'm saying? I, for Kanye, I think. I try to give people grace now more than before, I think, uh, for saying stupid things in public um, because we all have stupid things we think. And, like, you know, we might tweet them and then realize, like, oh, no, that was done. But I think it's the doubling down. I think it's the, hey, bro, that doesn't really make sense and here's why. And him being like, no, but here's why it does. And I also recognize that that's because Kanye West has a mental health issue. And I don't. There we go. That was my. That's my other thing. And mental health is not a problem. To excuse his behavior, but it may explain it a little bit. Um, So I mean, again, had the first song been good, I might have been like, I'm gonna listen to Donda, but the first song was so, like, painful. Like it literally, I could not listen to it. Like. Like, I don't think Coyle Ray makes good music, but I could probably listen to it if somebody was playing it. I could not listen to whatever Kanye played as that first song. And I, again, I think it's because he, he's not done. And so that song wasn't mastered. Maybe it'll sound better once it's a finished product. Will I ever know? Eventually, probably. But I, it's from that, I'm not rushing to be like, oh, I can't wait till Ye drops Donda. And also that Justin L.A. boy, um, He's ruined it for me, so he should stop tweeting if you who, want. Who to. is who is that? I don't know who he is. He just re- he tweets respectfully. After everything, you know, you ever met black people who like just was they found out they was black when Insecure came out. Mm. Like those are that's what he tweet like. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> black people who saw Issa and was like, oh. Okay. And it's like, that's no shade to Issa. Issa's been black. It's the ones who was like, oh, I got permission to be back from Issa. It's like, no, nigga, what are you doing? I mean, full disclosure, I haven't heard any of the songs from the from the listening. I mean, I heard I heard part of a song, listening to Joe Budden's podcast. They were talking about it, but I, I've gone out of my way not to listen to anything. So I don't I don't want to hear like I said, I don't want to I don't want to have my opinion swayed by 
unmixed and mastered tracks. And then most likely a lot exactly. of shit probably not gonna be on the album anyways. Or some change or whatever. Huh? We had a verse on a song that I, I might listen to just that's just because I love Jay-Z, which is so odd that I'm like Kanye West annoys me. And Jay-Z is, you know, hand in hand, honestly. <laughs> so yeah. he's not basically he's on- Kanye, but you know, a little bit more uh mentally taken care of. I mean, he's on the he's on the uh, forty five uh, champion list. <clears throat> Let's see what he said. I think it's on. Uh, then one more can I say? He says I got an apartment in the Trump. I only slept in once. Mm, crazy. I, I try to get people a pass for those because like, nah. Donald Trump was awful, but he also wasn't like a public official. Being awful, he was just a private citizen that wasn't great. And like people align us. Not great private citizens all the time. Like there are niggas that love R. Kelly, <laughs> well, but, but, and that's and that's my bigger point. It's like, all right, cool. It's like, where's the line at? You know what I'm saying? Because like he was a public citizen who was a shitty person to people that look like Jay Z. You know yeah. what I'm saying? To, to minorities and whatnot. So, for it's like even looking synonymous with wealth, and people were just like, oh, I want to be rich like Donald Trump, and nobody was like. I was like, there's other rich people out here, dog. Yeah, nobody was like, okay, well, like, there are other, like, really nice rich people. I don't know if you got to choose that guy, but maybe it sound, maybe it was good, easy to rhyme things with. I don't I know. I mean, Ray Sherbert has a song called Up Like Trump, oh, dog. They're like 16 years old, dog. Like, why are that's y'all? That's, that's a big piece That's true. But, yeah. <laughs> Insane. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a hip hop documentary. It's just like the Trump effect, and it's just gonna outline the 320 million different rap lines with Donald Trump, and like how did he enter? Like, the I culture. started making. I, I think it's because he's from New York. I think that's a big part of. It. I know him and Diddy were like really good friends. Another awful nigga. <laughs> hey man, all all his life he had to fight working up with roaches on his face. Yeah, you know I mean. That propelled him to greatness. So that nigga got on Twitter and lied <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Yo, the the first thing I thought about when I heard that is that Diddy would have been like the fucking God Fear Factor champion, dog. <laughs> waking up with thirteen roaches on his face, like, I bet, dog. If I see a roach, I'm taking off the other way, dog. I think it was Carlos Miller who was like, roaches don't even roll that deep. Like you only go. <laughs> You're not about to see 15 roaches together. Yeah, I was like, that's true. No, well, actually, no. If you watch, go watch Hoarders. If you watch Hoarders, you'll see you'll see packs of roaches. My auntie, she was well. Actually, let me take that back. My uncle was a blind man. He had mad roaches. So never mind. Wow. <laughs> you about like that? <laughs> <laughs> I was taking care of them like they were supposed to. <laughs> He had mad roaches. Rest in peace. <laughs> this isn't funny, but it's funny. No, it was funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. To be fair, to be fair, he couldn't see them. So he could he couldn't. Yeah, no, no, he couldn't. He's got he, when we found out, we was like, oh no, we gotta get you to a home. <laughs> Everything is funny today. Everything has been funny today. I can't even lie. Oh god. <laughs> Nah, but let, let's 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 talk about what we wanted to have Rev on here for. So, uh, Chris Paul is a fraud. The oh, Suns that's are not frauds. That's true. The Hawks are frauds. Here we go. Trey Young's a fraud. Uh, 
so there's been a lot of uh talking point like the last time we recorded uh it was game six had not been played so game six has been played and the milwaukee bucks beat the uh phoenix suns in six for the uh nba championship and uh Giannis, man, like I, I said it, I think I tweeted it before game six. I said that Giannis is now uh, a superstar in the NBA. He's now in the in the conversation with like LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. I, I'm now putting Giannis in that uh, stratosphere. Um, there's been a lot of conversation about him that I find very weird. Um, the one that I've about Giannis, yeah. The one that I found the weirdest was the idea that Giannis cannot be the face of the NBA because we don't know his family or something like that. There's somebody on Fox Sports One that had this Yo. thing. I don't, I don't watch the show. I don't know his name, but he was just like, "Yeah, Giannis can't be the face of the NBA because we don't know anything about him. I don't know. Like, we know LeBron's mom, and we know." Pause. Otherwise, I have I'm no idea who LeBron James' mom is. What did, I don't I know what she looks like. I, yeah, I don't know anything about her. I know I, her I, name. That's it. I don't. I don't even know her name. I assume she's maybe tall for a woman. That's that's about all I got. Like I like I I, guess. This, this assumption that we all are like in the LeBron James household is insane. But continue. honestly, I don't even follow LeBron James. I follow his daughter, so I don't. Well, that's <laughs> I that's who's in charge. That's who's in charge there. So. You're following the you're following the more you follow the more important James, so that's yeah, that's the great. best thing to do. But like, and <laughs> and it it's like it. I felt like they were they were kind of dancing around the idea, like kind of what uh, Stephen A. Smith said about um a, a baseball. I don't watch baseball, so I don't know. I don't know the guy's name because it, it's not because he's from different countries. Because I don't watch baseball, but he was he said or he implied that a particular baseball player couldn't be the face of the MLB because he needs an interpreter and he's from another country, so he doesn't speak English, so blah, 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 racism, MAGA, whatever. And I feel like that's what we're doing with Giannis, where it's just like, you know, Giannis is from a different country. He speaks a different language. He doesn't play for Team USA. He has a crazy long last name that everybody can't really pronounce. But, like, he can't be the face of the league, but we're really pushing this Luka thing. Like, I don't know shit about Luca either. Like, what do you know about Luca? Luca's not from here. Like, he can be so, the face of the league. I'm about to get uh -oh. okay. I feel like there's a little bit of dang, I hate to do this. Do I it. don't hate to do this. Do it. I feel like it's a little bit of racism in here. I feel like it's a little bit of xenophobia in here. Like, and then there's this weird thing where like athletes are now celebrities and it's just like we know way too much about people that we get to see on TV. And now that since we the Kardashians, I don't want to blame them, but I just feel like they're a perfect like example of this. The Kardashians allowed us into their lives years ago. So we're seeing their boyfriends and then the fallouts from those boyfriends and their marriages and their kids. And that type of access to people isn't normal. Like, we shouldn't know that much about people that we only see inside of a TV screen. So the, this idea that Giannis can't be the face of the league because we don't know his family, it's like, what do his family got to do with this nigga playing basketball? Like, it, we see his brothers, they're all, all his brothers, they're all NBA champions. Like, we don't need to know his kids' names. I just found out his girlfriend or wife or whatever is pregnant again. 
like these types of things are not our business. Is he a good basketball player? Yes. Is he charismatic? Absolutely. Giannis is delightful. He showed um, me that more so now. Like <laughs> I didn't really see it before, but now just with the, the like the Chick Fil A thing, I was like, yes. "Wow, you're a wholesome young man." Like I like you. You're a good guy. He tells amazing corny jokes. Like I just I feel like he checks the boxes. He's talented. He's charismatic. Um, you may not be able to say his last name, but you can say Giannis. Nobody calls you, you can. It, it doesn't matter. His first name is marketable enough. Um. I mean, he he sells tickets. When did you ever think that you would see a Milwaukee's Milwaukee Bucks uh, arena packed? You probably didn't. Never in your life. No. So he's he's checking all these marketability boxes. Who cares where where he's from? And I think there's just this, this weird thing about like Americans and and wanting to see um and wanting people to be able to speak perfect English to make them this doesn't matter. Part or the stars of our television shows or you know wanting people to know what the the third the stars on the band on the flag mean and what all the 13 stripes mean like who cares like these celebrities are not people that we need to they're just people that we walk by on the street that we don't need to know their lives to for them to be marketable i just that stephen a smith ushered in that really stupid train of thought um, and now I feel like people are just looking for a talking point because they just want to be cool on Twitter. But it's absolutely ridiculous. Giannis can absolutely be the face of the league. And whether you like it or not, he is the face of the league. You will be hard pressed from this moment forward to find any advertisement, any talking points, anything that doesn't involve Giannis, the NBA champion. Like it just so if, if you can't handle it now, then you should just stop watching because Giannis is the face of the league now. Yeah, if Giannis doesn't have a Chick Fil A endorsement by the start of the next season, he has to fire his agent. There's no reason for Giannis to not be in a Chick Fil A commercial at this point. And this isn't the first time that we've had foreign-born players be like great players and even champions. Like Akeem Olajuwon's not from here. Dirk Nowitzki's not from here. Steve Nash, like, he looks like he's from here, but he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic, he just won the MVP. He's not from here. Like, you can be – you don't have to be an American-born, American-raised player to be successful in the NBA. That's And I think that's why – I don't think the NBA is the best league. I still I still prefer the NFL, but I understand why people say it's, it's more popular worldwide because you can come from Africa or uh, – Greece or uh, Canada and anywhere and make yourself successful in the NBA and and it not matter. So I I just think the Giannis thing is just, I don't know if Stephen A was just doing that or not Stephen A, but the other guy from Fox sports one, I don't know if he was just doing that for like engagement or like uh, trying to go viral, but it just, none of his points made any sense. Like I don't, care about that outside stuff i think that outside stuff matters when it comes to being a superstar like if i talk to my mom or my grandma and i'm like hey do you know who lebron james is they're gonna say yes and that's what partly makes lebron james and and steph curry and kevin durant superstars is that the oprah crowd knows who they are the people who are casual fans know who these guys are like like my mom doesn't know who Paul George is, but they continuously call him a superstar. And I'm like, no, he's not. There's there has to be a standard for what is a superstar and what is like a regular star. 
and just an all-star player and whatever. But superstar, totally different thing. Another conversation that I've that I that I saw being had was that it's it's they're doing the do you want to do it the hard way, being the guy who just stays with your team and just grinds it out and you know stays in the small market and doesn't join the super team. Or do you want to be like, you know, James Harden and desert your team and go to a super team and whatever? So now there's a conversation about like, is Giannis's one ring more valuable than the rings that Kevin Durant won in Golden State because he went to a super team? First <laughs> I don't all, understand. I, I will say this until the day that I die. Super teams do not exist. NBA players are just NBA players, and sometimes they play together. Like, you don't get extra grind-hard points for sticking (laughs) out with a team for six years and then finally winning a championship. If the goal is a championship, if you are measured, if you get to the end of your career, Chris Paul, if he never wins a ring, will get to the end of his career, and despite all of his accomplishments and all of the great things he's done and all of the things we've seen from him on the court, He will always be judged by not getting a ring. Carmelo Anthony has the same issue. And they don't give them credit for that. (laughs) Melo Melo is Melo. Like, everybody want to be Melo. But at the end of the day, he will always be judged for not getting a ring. Charles Barkley will always be – he will have to sit across from Shaquille O'Neal for the rest – You got one of these, buddy. You got one of these, buddy. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) So if you tell players that you are worthless despite multiple other accolades, but you don't have a ring and you're worthless as a player, you cannot be confused when players decide, oh, you're really good. I'm also really good. And my homeboy that play over there is really good. What if we can orchestrate it to where we can be really good together and achieve this thing that we all want to have? That Like, I'm not going to. I'm not giving players flack for winning a ring not by team together. So not no, this is one ring with the Milwaukee Bucks after seven years of heartache is not more valuable than Kevin Durant's two rings. They're both NBA championships, and neither one of them are going to have asterisks beside them saying this guy played with two other really got good players, and this guy played with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, who are also really good. Like, what? Yeah. Well, I will, I will, I will push back on the one thing. The whole there is, I've, there is a super team, but we haven't seen. There isn't a plethora of super teams. Right. Like, I, I would actually like to go back and look at what Dwayne Wade was doing before LeBron got there. I, I maybe he was hurt that year. I can't remember, but I do know that like LeBron's by LeBron's third season in Miami. That was not a super team. Like Dwayne Wade was not a superstar type player. So I will push back on the idea that the Heat were a super team. Maybe that first year they were, but after that, they were not. The only super teams we have seen are the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant. That's it. Paul George, it- Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are not a super team. Right. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are not a super team. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are not a super team. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, I'd like to see them healthy. That's the closest thing to a super team. But, like, LeBron and Anthony Davis, that's not a super team. Like, we've only seen one legitimate super team, and that was the Warriors in 2017, I think it was, or 18. It goes back to not every good player is a superstar. 
Like Kyrie Irving's a really good player, but he's not a superstar. No, he's but not. The only superstar on that team is Kevin Durant. So, and maybe if you really love James and James Paul, the only the only reason I would consider them a super team is kind of why I put um, the Warriors in that super team category is because you have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. They're both they both led the NBA in scoring. They both led their teams to the playoffs. Um, and they both have MVPs. Like James Harden has an MVP to his name. I just so I'm, not, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but that, that oh, would yeah. be my argument for why I would consider them a super team. I just I, – I don't think a player – and I'm not trying to diminish Giannis, Giannis's accomplishment. It is really great that he was able to find a home in Milwaukee and promise Milwaukee's fans we're going to make it through this and win a championship. Stephen Curry did a similar thing. He told the Warriors and, like – 2009 or 10 that like we're gonna figure this out and we're gonna get a championship and i think that's dope i think that's a beautiful story you know journalists can get a headline it makes great for a 30 for 30 in a couple years um but i i don't think that he gets a hustle award for sticking it out with the team that drafted him sometimes it doesn't work out and sometimes you have to make moves to win and i'm pretty sure that when kevin durant is 65 years old and he's at his hall of fame ceremony He's not going to be like, oh, I sure wish I could have stuck it out with Oklahoma City. No, the nigga will be happy that he won a couple championships with the Golden State Warriors. Like, exactly. Like, no one – like, imagine if LeBron stayed in Cleveland and he never won a ring. Are we – Are we? or not, I don't want to say we, but is the sports media, like, uplifting him, saying, like, good job, LeBron. You no. stayed in Cleveland. You stuck it out. You got to the finals. You never won. You went 0 for 4. You tried really hard. Like you're, if LeBron stays in Cleveland, you're not getting Kyrie Irving. You're not getting Kevin Love. You're not getting all these players. You're not like maybe you get another uh, All Star to come to you, but how do you get someone to come to want to live in Cleveland? I don't know. You'd have to put a gun to my head. It, you'd have to put a gun to my kid's head because you can just kill me. I'm not moving to Cleveland. I'm sorry. So no, it's but. it's a. I went a couple weeks ago. Oh, last weekend. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> um, it's 45 minutes to get an Uber. It rained. Yikes. Time. I got in an Uber and I was like, yeah, I don't know exactly where I'm going. He was like, me neither. I was like, well, what are we? How does this, how is this <laughs> happening? What is going on here? So, yeah, I mean, no disrespect to Cleveland, but like, I, it's not a place. They, they all do got some cheap rent, though. It's a really nice apartment Ooh. downtown. It's like $1,300. I paid that much and I live like almost outside the perimeter of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, y'all got good rent prices. But I mean, it's just. It's just a bunch of niggas on Twitter who got to go to their real job on Monday morning. It's like if nobody congratulates you if you stay at your job for 20 years and only get a $14 raise. Like <laughs> No, no one cares, man. It's all about it's all about winning. It's all about getting right. And that's but that's what we say as fans. We're like, hey, we want these players to care about winning. Kevin Durant, because he cares about winning, went to Golden State. LeBron James, because he cares about winning, went to the Heat. Like he went to these winning organizations to to, to help win a championship. But to stick with Giannis, I feel like this is – it's not my favorite championship run by a player, but it's in the conversation. He's he's had a couple of big moments, like especially in the finals. So game one, he's coming off of a – this is a big thing. Giannis wasn't healthy for this finals run. Like he got hurt in the Eastern Conference finals. He was not 100% coming into the series. So game one – we weren't even sure he was going to even play. He was questionable like the day of. And he played that game, didn't have a great game. It happens. I think in game two, 
even though they lost, I believe he had a 20-point quarter. Game three, 40 and 13. Game four, he has – or no, no. Game two, he had 40 and 12. Game three, he had 40 and 13. Game four, he had, you know, whatever. But he had that block, that big block on on, on Aiden. Game five is when he had the alley-oop uh, where Chris Paul made a dirty play on him. And then game six, to close it out, he puts up 50 points, mm-hmm. something that no one has done ever. Or someone had 50 points, but never, no one's ever done that since, like, the 30s or something like that. So this is one of the greatest NBA Finals runs of recent history. My my favorite one was Dirk Nowinski, and it hurts because it was against my team, but I felt like his run was underrated, and it was a great run. But, like... What Giannis was doing, Giannis played the way a six-year-old would play on 2K. Like, you give a six-year-old Giannis control of Giannis, and he's like, oh, this guy is almost seven foot tall, and he has the longest arms in the, in the league? Yeah, I'm just going go to paint, go to the paint and just dunk on everybody. That's all I'm going to do. That's how a six-year-old will play. And that's what Giannis basically did in this series. He had one of those Shaq-like series where it's just like, Hey, you cannot stop me from getting to the paint. I will dunk on everybody on your team, and you can't do anything about it. And then in game six, when it matters, I'm going to hit all my free throws when I haven't been able to hit a free throw all series long. It was an it was an incredible feat for him, and I I I am happy for the, for him. Yeah, I, I think it's dope on two ends. One because he was Giannis is really good, and the Bucks in general were really good at making adjustments. Um, they it, it seemed as if they had actually like legitimately learned from each game and each like mistake that was like a, we almost got them. Um, and it made for a really good finals run. I think for just Giannis personally, uh, this was a kid that was like, I'm just playing basketball because it's a way to get my mama to not work three jobs. And so he was just like trying to help out at, around the house and started playing basketball and you know, now he's an NBA champion at 26 years old. Like he, and that's the scary part that he just had a, one of the all time great NBA finals performances at 26 years old. Like it's about to be a long next couple years for the guys around the league. Like Giannis isn't getting worse anytime soon. Um, he's if he, not if he develops, if he develops a floater, just a little floater, like, cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over this idea that Giannis needs a three pointer. Just give him a little floater or a little hook shot. How do you stop him? Cause what, he's bigger than everybody on the court. Like he's uh, uh, <laughs> everybody. He can defend easily. Like I mean, yeah. Any anything that Giannis adds to is his current arsenal. Like again, he's only 26 years old, so he's got at least another four to five years to just every season just add something to his game. And he's gonna he's gonna continue to be unstoppable. So I think that's dope. Uh, do I think that we'll see Milwaukee win another championship? No. This this feels very <laughs> and how I mentioned the uh, Dallas championship. That's kind of what this feels like. This feels like one of those. You know, it's like Heat, 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 Spurs, 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 Lakers, 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 Pistons, uh, Spurs, 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 Warriors, 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 uh, Bucks. And then it's going to be probably Lakers, Nets, Warriors, probably in there. But just for for perspective on what Giannis has done already at 26, uh, five-time All-Star, Defensive Player of the Year, two-time MVP, Finals MVP, NBA champion. 
Like the only players that can say they have won defensive player of the year, NBA finals, MVP and regular season MVP is like Hakeem Elijah one and Michael Jordan. Like that's rarefied air right there for him to be able to accomplish that at such a young age in a city like Milwaukee with a nigga named Chris that spells it with a K and a nigga named Drew that spells it with a J. That's probably the most impressive feat. Again, Giannis wasn't a kid that grew up with hoop dreams. Like, I think he started playing basketball at, like, 13 or 14. Like, he didn't didn't grow up wanting a hoop. So, and this is a kid who, for a long time, didn't really belong to a country. Like, he wasn't an official Nigerian citizen. It took him a while to get uh, Greek citizenship, mostly because they're super racist. And they didn't even care for Giannis as a person until he started getting famous. And now it's like, oh, he's the Greek freak. But it's like, this is a kid who like came up through hardship and just saw basketball as a way to make his family some money. And mm-hmm. here he is, one of the most marketable faces in the in the NBA. He's an NBA champion. He's had he has all these accolades that are only going to continue to mount uh, as he matures in the league. I mean, and then again, he's an absolute delight to to hear speak he used to have tweets where he talked about trying a smoothie for the first time like this guy is all around like he's if i had to choose an nba player that just felt like all around like good and like this is a player that is also a good player but like i would show my kids a movie with him in it it'd be honest (laughs) yeah for sure it's kind of he's kind of a little bit of that uh, Steph Curry, like, you know, innocent, wholesome type guy, even though Steph Curry is the cockiest player in any and sports I, history, like, ever. That nigga love Jesus, but he be cussing. And, like, he will bust your ass. <laughs> I be seeing his lips cuss. He cuss a lot. And then pray, and then pray for you. Like, don't, don't, shoot a, don't shoot a three in my eye. Turn around before it goes in. And then... Do this thing to God. Don't do that because that's gonna make me want to fight you. Don't do that. Like, that's disrespectful. Like catching a youth pastor at the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but uh, what was I gonna say about Giannis? Um, what was I gonna say about him? Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Uh, we we're talking about he, Jordan, Giannis. Uh, fuck. I completely lost my train of thought. I'm getting old. But um, I will say, we'll get back to Chris Paul very quickly. I don't think Chris Paul is a fraud. I do think Chris Paul is old, and I do think Chris Paul uh, got a little gassed. And I also mm. think just the weight of the moment was a lot. Like, he's 36 years old, playing in his first NBA Finals. He has to be the guy, but he's also, you know, kind of hurt, kind of. And I say that, like, very, like, he's only kind of hurt. But, you know, fatigue can hit you at any point. I think he was gassed. I think that uh, Devin Booker tried to give it his best, but again, I think the weight of the moment was just a little too much for him because there is a point where he was just god-awful up and down the court. DeAndre Ayton, I think the entire Sun squad was a little bit frightened by the moment. Um, And I just feel like the Bucs, they took those two games, those first two games were tough. But again, the Bucks were really good at making adjustments, and they were really good at knowing that like two games out of seven ain't half bad. So it's mm-hmm. always time, and I just feel like the Suns kind of took their two wins early and felt like they could coast, and they they didn't they didn't go back and and see where they could improve. 
um, there were several times where they could have sealed the deal and they just collapsed at the end. And they, you well, get- they were they were handing Chris Paul the Finals MVP after Game One. Yeah, they were like, oh, Chris Paul deserves this. He's been in the league for whatever. I'm like, okay, it's only Game One. It was right around game three where I was like, nah, the Suns may not do this. Like, it was just, it was like, they just started, I won't say they got careless. I don't ever want to say an NBA player got careless, but I, I do think that they just, they, they thought they could coast to a win and they just stopped making adjustments. They stopped, they, they just stopped looking at this as a, a chance to win. It kind of felt like they just they started getting into regular season mode, and, or they started they started dreaming about hoisting the trophy before they could, they sealed the deal. And the Bucks were always hungry the entire time, and that's what happens. And I I mean, unfortunately, it feels like the heat the the sun wind the sun's window is closed, or it's like very slightly cracked. I just don't see them getting back to this point again. Um, I hope they do. I like Devin Booker, but I just I don't see this being uh, I, I don't see them getting to this point again, not anytime soon. Well, they were calling this team a dynasty after mm-hmm. game two. They're like, oh, the Phoenix Suns might be a up-and-coming dynasty. I was just like, How okay. Can you like, when your your second option is 36. And you, haven't, and you haven't won anything. Like, you haven't actually won this series. You can't be a dynasty until you win something. So I, I thought that was – like, the, just the conversations around sports just kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. But I – we did talk about it on Twitter, and I guess for, for people listening, um, Chris Paul did opt out of his uh, player option. It was a $44 million option, which I don't know how he even got that at his age, but uh, good on his agent. So I was I was curious about what he's going to do because this is a big this is a big move for the Phoenix Suns because like you get to the finals and it's like, all right, you have money to spend, you have young players. Do you try to go all in again with an aging Chris Paul who can't seem to stay healthy? Or do you maybe move on? Like, it's going to be hard to move on, but is it the best option? Like, you have, like, players like Lonzo Ball out there, uh, maybe a Mike Conley or whoever. But more so for Chris Paul, like, does he go back to the Suns? Does he go to a different team like the Lakers? Or does he retire? Like, and I, I, I feel like, I feel like he's not. If he if he doesn't get like the super 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 max, I feel like he's going to take a lesser deal from a better team, because they they, they said that out of all the players in NBA history, I think Chris Paul is number five in just contract earnings. It's like LeBron, Kobe. It might actually be Chris Paul might be third, like all time when it comes to contracts and like he's made like over $300 million. So he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need to take that super max from Phil or from Phoenix. Like he could look around and say like, Hey, I can either get paid a lot of money and stick with the Suns, And maybe we make another run at it. Maybe Devin Booker takes a leap and becomes a top 10, top five player, or I can take a pay cut. Maybe go play with my buddy LeBron. Who's already won multiple championships I have a young AD over there. I don't have to be – I'm not a top two option here. I have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Or I could maybe go play in Philly, play with Joel Embiid. I can play with a big man, do something like that. Or I can go to any other team. Like, 
I, I, I'm not sure exactly. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he goes back to uh, Phoenix. I mean, I, I don't think he'll retire. I think that's, I think he, he would want to give it at least one to two more years. Um, and I just, I don't think that Phoenix looks at him as a piece they need to have. And I only say that because they, they have been successful without and before Chris Paul. Um, and I just think they, they may hinge on their younger stars a little bit more um, than Chris Paul. And I, I don't think that's any slight to Chris Paul. I, I'm sure he would understand, but I, I feel like Phoenix would rather, you know, build around the young, they would rather build around Devin Booker then you use money on Chris Paul. That said, I, I do think that it's likely that he'll take a pay cut, not a huge pay cut. I don't see Chris Paul taking a huge pay cut, but I do think he'll accept a little less money to go to a team that takes some of the pressure off him as an option, which could be the Lakers. He could be a veteran point guard presence um, to where he can facilitate a little bit more and not have to worry about being the bucket getter. You don't have to put up 30 for the team to win. You don't have to even put up 20, 25 for the team to win. He can go out and facilitate and make sure other people get shots um, and then, you know, score score when necessary. Um, I think that's the smartest move for him, not even on a just here's how you win a championship type thing, but just as an aging athlete, you need – it's time to start, like, looking at the longevity of your body and how much more can you get out of it if you are night in and night out the guy that's got to be the second highest score score on the team so i think it'd be smart for him to go be a veteran presence on a pretty much championship ready team pretty much in the ring chasing mode here yeah i mean again i don't think there's anything wrong with that nope so if there's a team out there who is on the cusp of you know, uh, championship dreams. I do not think that it is any lesser of a statement on Chris Paul if he's like, this is how I'm going to get a championship. I don't mind being the old guy on the team for them. Do I think he'll sit on the bench and only play 10 minutes a night? No. no. I think he'll he'll still be on the court primarily. But I also, I don't see him running and gunning you know, the way that he's, he had to do in this final series with the, with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. And the West is, the West is still no joke. Like obviously you have LeBron out there. The Golden State Warriors are going to be back pretty much at full strength. Utah is going to be back at full strength. Denver. Um, if Kawhi's still there, the Clippers are going to be a problem. Uh, I mean, it really depends on how you feel about Luka, but the Mavericks are still a good team. If Dame is still there in Portland, they're going to be an issue to deal with. And then you got John Morant, Zion Williamson. Like, there's a lot of good players out there. So, it, it if you want to win a championship, it would be better to have, like, actual great players around you that have done it before. And you can kind of just facilitate, you know. And I, I do hope Chris Paul wins a ring. I'm not sure if, that, if it changes anything for me, honestly. Like, he's top five probably behind, like, Steph, um, like, Zeke, Magic, uh, who else? Maybe, I don't know. I'd have to really think about it. But, I mean, Chris Paul has been solidified. Like, he's not falling off. He, he, this this series didn't do anything negative for his legacy. Like, he's not 
falling out of anybody's top five point guard conversation. He's not falling out of the all-time 50 greatest players conversation. Like, he's goaded, as the kids would say. Like, that's Chris Paul right now. I could say if Chris, if this was Chris Paul's 10th NBA Finals and he just really just could not get it. <laughs> but then I'd be like, I don't know. But this is his first NBA Finals with a bunch of other guys who were also in their first NBA Finals. Yeah. I think, who was it? Uh, Montrez Harrell? Is that who that is? I get him and somebody else confused. But Jay Crowder? J- yeah, Jay Crowder is who I get Montrez. I don't even think they look alike. Damn, I that's just, racist. Jesus. Yeah, probably. Sorry. But I think Jay Crowder is the only person who knows touched an NBA Finals floor, for. Yeah, with Miami the last year. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I could see if he was – who's been to the Finals hell of times? I don't know, man. Jerry just, West. Yeah. John Stockton. <laughs> yeah, it's somebody who's been to the Finals, you know, five, six times, and they just cannot get it done. Don't matter the team. It don't matter the seat. Like, they just can't get it done. But I don't know. Chris Paul is going to be Chris Paul again. I, I don't like the idea of judging players by the championships they win. I think you have to take a more holistic view of a player. Championships are hard. Mm. There are 30 teams that are vying for the last two spots every season, and only one of those teams gets to hoist the trophy. Like, you've got to play a grueling 82-game schedule from October to April and then extend your body past that point from April to June or July to win a championship. Like that's, that's difficult. So I don't judging players by that, especially in a team sport, judging an individual player over what the team does is not a great metric of how great an individual player is. Right. And I, I also, I, something I forgot to mention, I did like how um, honest Giannis is with some of the things he says. Cause like in America, there's this whole thing where you just kind of like, Oh, I'm the best. I'm the best. No one's better than me. I'm the, you know, I'm the closer. I'm the best player in the NBA. Like, I, I, I like that he was able to say, like, you know, hey, Kevin Durant's a better player than me. He said it in the playoffs while he was playing against Kevin Durant. He was able to say that, and people were using that as a reason as to why Giannis couldn't beat Kevin Durant in the playoffs, even though he did. And it was just like, you know, he said that uh, Chris Middleton wants her closer. Like, if Chris wants the ball. I'm getting the getting the ball to Chris, and people are like, "Well, Giannis is like the the conversation about Giannis being Robin." That's the best you y'all got is him, Kendrick Perkins. He's the best y'all could do. And like, I think it's because a lot of people, again, it's a lot of people at home who ain't never did nothing, who ain't never won nothing, who are not very self aware people. So I'm sure it would be hard for you, Gerald to say that the dude that works beside you in that cubicle at that job you hate is a better employee than you, and that's why you're not succeeding. Of course that's difficult for you, my nigga. Because that's <laughs> what <you got. laughs> But Giannis, who knows that he is still a really good player, is able to say, no, that guy is also really, really good, and that's yes. where I'm trying to attain. But you, regular nigga, of course that's difficult for you because you have nothing else to hold on to but your fragile ego being the best nigga that staple uh, papers together at <laughs> Corporation Incorporated. Like, come on, get over yourself. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. And I don't know, man, like this whole taking the easy way out, like they, that was a thing that was kind of brought up a lot with Giannis and the whole like, 
you know, you could have went to, you know, I thought he was going to go to Miami. I was hoping for that and that didn't happen. Um, there's just, there's a conversation where people are just like, yeah, you know, this is the way to do it. This is the right way. Uh, and, you know, going to super teams is easy. And if you talk to players that have gone to quote unquote super teams, it is not easy for them. Like players do have to make sacrifices. Like whether you like it or not, Chris Bosh, when he came to the heat, he is leaving Toronto as the number one option. You're getting 20, 25 shots a game, no matter what. You're, the offense is running through you. If it's a game-winning shot opportunity, you're taking that shot. Now you go to Miami. Now you're the third option. Now you're getting eight to ten shots a game. You know, you're setting a lot of screens and doing a lot of dirty work. And you're not getting a lot of credit, but you're getting a lot of blame. Same thing happened with Kevin Love. He was the man in Minnesota, got 25, 30 shots a game, all these all-stars, whatever, whatever. Now I go to Cleveland. Now I'm not getting those shots. Now I'm not the man. And every time we lose, it's my fault. Same thing happened in Golden State where, you know, Steph Curry, Steph Curry was the man. Like, he's the man in Golden State. He got all the shots. Clay got his shots, whatever. Now we bring in Kevin Durant. Obviously, you have Kevin Durant on your team. He gets the bulk of the shots. The most field, he's getting the 20, 25 shots. And I, I read, I, I can't remember the name of the book, but I read a book on the Golden State Warriors. And if you look at like the numbers, Kevin Durant got his same shots. Clay Thompson also got his same shots. Like his shot attempts didn't go down when Kevin Durant came up. Steph Curry was the guy that had to sacrifice. So imagine you being two-time MVP, one-time champion, one-time unanimous MVP, whatever time all-star and I got to take a back seat to Clay Thompson. Like Clay Thompson's getting more shots than me. Like I get it for Kevin Durant, but for Clay Thompson, and maybe that's kind of like the dynamic that you have to do to keep the team running smoothly, but let's not act like because James Harden left rightfully left Houston. Cause that team was as he rightfully left that team to go to Brooklyn that he isn't sacrificing. Don't think that Kyrie Irving isn't making sacrifices. Like, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, those guys are making sacrifices because they're getting the shots. They're going to be, you know, they're going to have the ball in their hands, whatever they want. I get that. But it's still hard. It's not easy for people to just like, oh, I'm just going to go team up with my friends and it's going to be easy. We're all just going to have fun. Like, there's a lot of ego involved here, especially, like I said, if you're an MVP type player. And now my 25 shots a game have now been turned into 12 shots a game. Like, that's the ego blow that a lot of people cannot handle. Yeah, I just I think that NBA players make it look really easy because I th- I think that there's still a, a pretty prevalent notion that playing basketball for a living is just is not as difficult as a nine to five where you have to deal with the public or whatever. And I just NBA players make their jobs look really easy, so I think it's it's not hard for fans to kind of get it misconstrued. Um, about what it is like to either bounce from team to team or go and team up with other really good players. Like, it's it's not difficult to underestimate the work that goes into, I've got to go play 82 games a season with these guys who are my friends, but now they are also my coworkers. And my friends have greatly diminished what I do as a player. Like, I'm a player who likes to do this, this, and that at will. And before I got here, I was able to. 
But now I have to look at my friend and my coworker come in and change the entire way that I play this game of basketball. And I've got to do it for 82 games and then some at the end of the season. And if I don't win a championship, now this becomes my fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I think, I don't think that fans, again, I, this could all be, could go right back into celebrity culture and how, as you know, people who are not celebrities, we, we look at public figures as non-human. Um, and so we get on the internet and spew mean things to people who are just trying to work. Like imagine yes. if you come in and yell at you at Target because you're not buying <laughs> the groceries fast enough. I'd be so hot, man. Well, man fuck you, dog. Right, like I'm doing my I'm best. Coming and telling you that your job don't look that hard. <laughs> Why aren't you better at your job? But I could do that. I could right, go for free. And it's like, well, maybe you don't. Maybe you couldn't do it. Like, timesheets are hard at the end of the week. Like, I balance budgets. You don't know what my job is like. But still, we get on Twitter and we get on Facebook and we get on, you know, ESPN at prime time and tell these niggas that they suck at their jobs that we don't do. So, why can't you hit your free throws? Like, I like, literally. Like we, th- there was this the conversation about Giannis and his free throws, and everybody was like, "You're a professional player. How can you not hit these free throws? They're so easy." Like, if you're one of those people, go to your local YMCA or to your local gym, get a basketball, and shoot a hundred free throws in a row, and you're let me know seventy six of them. <laughs> you're going to miss so many. You like, you really don't understand how difficult it is to to make it to where they've made it, but. At the end of the day, it, this was—I feel like this was a pretty good season. I think the injuries kind of um, put a damper on it towards the end, but it, it did kind of give us a, a little insight into what we're getting next year. I think next year is going to be a very exciting season. So, um, I think we did this last week or last time we were on. We got your uh, NBA Finals predictions after like the, uh, the second round of the playoffs or whatever. So. For next season, are way too early. NBA Finals picks. Who do you got? <laughs> I mean, I think it's easy to go with the obvious choices right now. At least, I think getting a healthy, healthy LeBron. These guys finally get like an off season, off season. Like they don't come back until October. Um, I, I don't see any reason to not pick Lakers Nets. Um, mostly because I just don't. I again, I don't want to discount the Bucks, but I just feel like this was lightning in the in a bottle for the Bucks. Um, and I, cause if we're being honest, the Bucks were, you know, a, a toenail away from not being here. Yeah. But, so, we, we forget about how Kevin Durant was busting their ass in the entire series. He was exhausted. So yeah. I just I feel like if we get a healthy KD next season, um, and you know, a healthy LeBron and company and they get rid of Kyle Kuzma for literally Doritos yeah. if they want to. Um, I think they'll be fine, but you know, don't discount the Knicks. Actually, discount the Knicks. The Knicks yes. are awful, guys. Please They're do that. They're, Please discount them. If we want to talk about a fluke season for anybody, let's talk about a fluke season for the New York Knicks. And they yeah. still lost in the first round. So get out of here. Yeah, yeah I'm about sick of them, honestly. And their fans, just them in general. And you Philly. think are delusional. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to take a different uh, approach. I, I, I do think it's going to be Brooklyn coming out of the East. I just feel like if Kevin Durant and James Harden can figure it out, and you have Kyrie Irving as your third option, I, I think it's going to be hard to to beat that team. 
um, coming out of the East. All they have to do is just be average. If they can just be average at defense, they should run the East uh, pretty easily. Coming out the West, I actually I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors. I think Steph is going. I think I think Steph kind of came out with something to prove last year towards the end of the season. Uh, Clay Thompson has something to prove. Um, Wiseman, I think he takes a leap as a center. Uh, Draymond Green kind of drops down to the fourth option, but he can still run the floor and pass the ball. And I feel like they're going to take – they have a lottery pick. They have the number seven pick. I feel like they move that for somebody. I don't know who, but I feel like if they can move that pick for an all-star caliber player, then I think that puts them in the driver's seat for the uh, to come out the West. So uh, I can tell you who not to expect. Uh-oh. Don't expect anything from Portland. Love Damian Lillard. Yeah. Uh, also think CJ McCollum is cool, despite other personal issues that I have with him he's, that I will just, not allow. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. <laughs> um, I will not say my issues with him on the internet at any point. <laughs> I will keep. <laughs> so, um, but tell yeah, me offline. Tell me on Twitter. Don't expect anything from Portland. I would not expect much from Dallas. Uh, I also would not expect much from any other California-based team that is not Golden State or the Lakers. Sorry, Is Kawhi a Clipper next year? I mean, I'm sure he's a Clipper, but I don't think he's an enthusiastic Clipper. I think he's this there. Yeah. He's there cashing checks. Yeah, he's just a casual Clipper. Um, I would not expect much – Atlanta fans are going to hate me, but I would not expect, I would not expect a championship run from Atlanta. I I think you wow. can. Wow, you know what? That, clip that. Let's go ahead and clip that. We're going to send that out, and then I you're think done. You can expect them to maybe hit second rounds. I just don't expect another. another I don't expect championship aspirations for Atlanta. Don't expect anything from the Knicks. Never expect anything from the Knicks. Don't expect anything from the 76ers. I'm really tired of y'all telling me to trust the process. The process is stupid. Blow it up. It's over. Um, don't expect anything from, I mean, any other really like mid-market team. Of course, Minnesota is not going to do anything. Wouldn't expect anything from the Pelicans. I think that Charlotte will continue to be a fun young team to watch because LaMelo is just fun. Uh, but yeah, just, it, it's going to be a usual suspects, um, this time next year or, you know, May-ish of next year. You'll see the guys that you expected to see in, in, Again, Atlanta fans, I'm not saying that the Atlanta Hawks will be bad. I think that they're a really good emerging team. I just don't think that the Atlanta Hawks will make a championship push next season. <laughs> All right. Well, you said it, not me. The views of uh, Rev do not uh, represent me or my employer or this podcast. I want y'all to know that I be mutant niggas. So, like, I will, <laughs> I will simply just not respond to you. I don't care. It's the internet. I can just log off. So. <laughs> I'll just stop looking at my phone. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I got other stuff to do. I be stalking Vince Staples' Instagram. I, whatever. <laughs> just go find another app to be on. <laughs> okay. So let's let's get a – we'll wrap it up with this. We're going to go with our uh, song of the week. I texted uh, South Breeze. I don't know if he has one, but um, I'm going – I've been listening to a lot of R&B lately. Uh, I think there's been a lot of good R&B albums that came out. I would suggest – uh, listening to what uh, Leon Bridges put out. It's called a gold digger sound. Is Leon Bridges black? Yes. 
Do you know how long I thought Leon Bridges was a white man? Are you serious? Really? Yeah, I think I'm getting him confused with somebody else. His name is Leon. I know. I've been doing this thing lately where I don't um, look up people that I enjoy. Like, I don't want to see their faces. And so I just kind of let my brain create faces for these people. And so I just. I respect that. I'm not mad at that. (laughs) I'm not mad at that, actually. That's actually not a bad idea because there's. I think that happened with me and T Pain, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Leon Bridges he had a he had a really uh, solid project that came out. Super, uh, I don't want to say it's like old school, but it's like a little bit more traditional R and B ish, and it's not a lot of him um, talking about how he wants to like steal your girl and all this stuff. It's just a nigga in love singing songs. But my actual song of the week comes from uh, Snow Allegra and her album Temporary Highs and the Violet skies like i have listened to this album way too many times that i care to admit it's really good it's uh it's a lot of emotion to it a lot of feeling uh the whole conversation surrounding her and shade is just stupid but the song that i'm going with is uh tangerine dream and i like it because i like her as a or as an artist because she is not really doing that whole whisper talk singing thing she's actually you know pushing out some vocals like she's not the greatest vocalist but she's pushing stuff out there and the uh production is not i i'm tired of hearing r&b singers sing over beats that the migos would pick like i'm tired of the the hi-hats and the 808s and the you know track drums i'm tired of it just sing over some keys some strings some regular ass drums and some horns like that's all i want to hear and she does that for the most part uh pharrell was in his bag and his with his production tyler was in his bag too surprisingly i believe no id did a lot of production on here so this is like this is in the conversation for the best r&b album of uh 2021 so that's the song i'm going with yeah i like snow allegra my phone died um and so i have to do this entirely from memory uh i just i went back and listened to more planet her and doja cat has a song with ariana grande called i don't do drugs that's That's really good good Uh, i would say my actual song of the week is the song that i most recently listened to which is mighty o by outcast um twice a week i just go on like an outcast binge because i really really love outcast and I just hate that some of you niggas, when y'all make y'all's like top rappers list, y'all be leaving. Y'all either like only want to put Andre 3000 and leave Big Boy out, or y'all leave Outkast out completely. And I just think that's ridiculous. So Mighty O by Outkast. I'm going to go watch Idlewild tomorrow. Um, not a great movie, but the song from the album Idlewild is really good. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to have Los on too for the for the big boy outcast conversation because like you said, you cannot have a top ten rapper discussion and have Andre three thousand in there and just ignore what Big Boy did as if he wasn't the other part like, of that group. What do y'all think that Big Boy was just some slouch? Y'all think this nigga wasn't rapping? Like they, they treat this man like he was Murphy Murphy Lee from the St. Lunatics. Like nah, Big Boy was rapping his ass off and out rapping Andre three thousand. Time. There was like there are plenty of big boy verses you could point at that's like oh no nah, he he got stacks on this one like these niggas was not just it wasn't like a oh this guy is good and this guy is just leeching like this this was no. a quavo and the migos this these were both 
equally capable rappers. There wasn't, a, there wasn't, a, there was never a moment when you're listening to Outkast and just like, you know what, Big Boy, he just ain't got it. Like, I don't know why he's right. here. I'm like, never like, I'm gonna skip Big Boy's verse in this song. Never, no, never the remotely. Song. Like, it wasn't like, oh, Andre needs to go solo because Big Boy's holding him down. Like, no, nah, that was never a thing. That was never something that had, at least not where I'm, at least not the people that I talk to, which are adults. Y'all niggas weird, and y'all just be wanting stuff to say on the internet to a bunch of niggas that don't even know what y'all face look like for real. Shit like, stop being disrespectful. Shit is embarrassing. Like, just stop it. Like, put some respect <laughs> on Big Boy's name. He's got music coming out. He's He's been doing the thing that we want Andre. You know, I'm not going to say I actually want Andre 2000 to put out music anymore, just based on the last stuff he's put out as a solo artist. But we will save that conversation for next time. We're also going to have to come back to the Vince Staples conversation because I did spend a lot of this week listening to Vince Staples and a lot of his older stuff. So we're going to come back with that again. Um, Tiny, but... Desk. Tiny Desk was so oh, amazing. Yes. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, because it was Tiny Desk at home and a lot of artists do do it from their homes. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's not Vince's house. Nah, he don't live there. The first thing he said, he was like, this not my house. I don't I know where. Never, I would never I live like here. Over there, though. And I was like, of course it's not Vince Staples' house because he probably is like me to where I don't like people looking inside of my home. That's why I can't live in studio apartments because I think it's really weird that you can see my bed and I don't know you like that. That so. is kind of weird, actually. That is weird. <laughs> You're not friends and you get to look at my bed. That's strange. Yeah, but I did. I did. I listened to a lot of uh, he did drink champs. I never listened to that podcast, but I listened to that because he was on there. So I, I've been doing a little bit of a deep dive on Vince Staples and he's a, he's an interesting guy and, and like he makes great music. So that's undeniable. So we're, we'll, we'll try to talk about that here pretty soon. And uh, with the football season kind of being a few, like not preseason football because whatever, but actual NFL football is a, is a few weeks away. So we should be able to get a lot more. Oh, shoot. Music uh, conversations going to it. But the fact that the NFL was like player games on time or forfeit is hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better show up. You're <laughs> not having a 26 week season. Either get, don't be sick or lose the game. Yeah, you get sick, you take the L, bro. We ain't doing this again. Y'all better get that shit shot up, or or or, or else you ain't getting paid. So get I double, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, as always, thanks thanks to uh Red for showing up. Thanks to uh, I keep my socks on for showing up. Shout out to KJ for coming in with the big, you know. 18-year-old testosterone on a thousand energy. Uh everybody in the chat for showing up. Chan, that boy GA, uh King Quest. Um, shout out to Lowe's. He was on last week. We're trying to, we're definitely gonna bring him back on. Shout out to Adolphus, El Chapa, South Breeze. Um, everybody that rocks with us, uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, go to adamandeve.com buy some stuff to do the whatever it is that you guys do as an adult and use code ktse uh what else what else shout out to atlanta hawks twitter because they are going to hate this episode after they hear it especially from you and uh, south breeze uh share the podcast retweet the podcast subscribe to it on your mom's phone or your grandpa's phone or whoever um i think that's it so uh I can't really close this out because South Breeze left, so I'm just going to exit it out. So thanks for stopping by. (laughs) South Breeze, make sure this is the final quote. Get that BBL if you want it. 
but make sure that you pay good money for it. If I was on Diesel Samaro, I would want that to be my the rainbow. My rainbow. Get the BBL, but pay good money for it. Wise words to live by. We out. Peace.